this week on the Steam Machine Podcast, playing some Neon Abyss, leveling up while we're going down. Cue the music. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me, as always, are the Destructo Bros. What's up, y'all? It's Nate and Willie. We are chilly and thrilled to be here this week. Yes, I got the reaction of a double face palm. <laughs> Boom! Are we thrilled to be here, man? If if you're always like wondering yourself, like. Why is Dalton half like almost always laughing during the intro? If you guys can only see the little dances that we do before we get started, it uh it, it never fails to make me giggle. How how are you boys been this past two weeks, man? Doing good, doing good. Yeah, doing, doing good bad. in the neighborhood. Applebee's. Oh uh, man, I need to stop <laughs> shouting things out that are not giving us money. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. So, I've been playing some games. I beat um, Arkham Asylum, and, like, I absolutely love that game. Like, if I was on the episode Dalton recorded, that would have been an extremely high, like, 9 plus out of 10 score. So, of course, the thing I do immediately after is I've just jumped right into Arkham City. We might do an episode on Arkham City one day. I don't care. I'll play it again because I'm loving being Batman <laughs> so much right now. So, I'm not going to stop being Batman. <laughs> that That's fair. That's and, fair. The thing I like about Arkham City is it just like take took everything from Arkham Asylum and made it feel more fluid and fun and added some new things as well. Like and I'm don't even know if I'm halfway through the game yet, but like Batman already has new abilities he didn't have in Arkham Asylum and the combat in the game, it just took what Arkham Asylum did, made it feel more fluid and like my combo game is wild on a city. <laughs> oh yeah. I I judge myself by how long I can go without getting hit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like the, earlier when I was playing, because I've been playing a little bit of City too, just diving into it. Um, and I, dude, beating the shit out of people, it, like I was playing for like two hours, and then this one random dude punched me in the back of the head, and I was so upset. <laughs> you felt disappointed like, in yourself. Yeah, just I was like, man, I made it so Rubber. long without getting hit. But I very much agree that like you know they took what was great about Arkham Asylum and made it better and they expanded everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now you're not locked to just the asylum, you're in the city, which question for you. Did you ever go back and find the uh, Easter egg in Asylum? Okay, I tried. I really did because like, I even looked up a guide on how to do it and I couldn't get it to work. Like, you had to go to, like, Whoa. the um, office of the warden and bomb this specific spot on this wall with three plastic explosives I tried it so many times and I couldn't get that wall to crumble. It took me like an hour of trying and I finally got it to blow open. So I, I just wanted to go in. It was when we did the episode. But that was literally an Easter egg that no one ever found. The developers had to be like, oh, by the way, uh, Arkham City was teased in Arkham Asylum and no one ever found it. <laughs> How would you have found it? Because even if you did think to do that, like you would do that. 
but it wouldn't work the first time. So, like, you would literally have to stand there and be trying that for ages, and it just, yeah. no. <laughs> but, yeah, you just you blow that room open, and you go in there, and there's a, a whiteboard with uh, schematics for Arkham City, basically. Yeah. I looked it up on YouTube. I watched what yeah. it was. I was like, I'm okay with not doing this myself. I can just see it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would have recommended that to you, too, if uh, unless, you know, I had forgotten how hard it was to actually get that wall to blow open but hearing you talk about that yeah it took me forever yeah Yeah, Uh, so much but like the one thing i do think is harder in city though is like the stealth section seem to be like a little bit harder to get around like when you're having to sneak up on the guys with guns and stuff like i'm having a little bit more trouble with that on city than i did on asylum yeah yeah you got to put a little more uh a little more stank on it i guess i would be the, (laughs) the way to I don't know, like, uh, I, I I haven't gotten to, like, too many stealth sections yet, except for the one uh, where you're, like, right after Harley Quinn. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, just real quick, that opening thing where Harley Quinn's, like, doing a cartwheel towards you, and you just punch her. Yeah. And she hits the <laughs> ground, and she's just like, ah, that's not nice, bats, or whatever the fuck, bird brain. Uh, yeah, just tremendous fucking game. Yeah, it's like... I can't believe I'm just playing these now for the first time because I'm absolutely in love with these games now. Yeah, dude, they're they're fantastic. Are you, I also saw you playing a little bit of Trails the other day, sir. I did. I'm like I promised you, I'm going to start getting back into Trails in the Sky. So I I didn't end up starting over because I'd only played like an hour and I didn't forget what had happened in that time frame. So I played a little bit more. Uh, the combat, I was like remembering. Oh yeah, Orbimits. That's a, that's how you use magic. <laughs> <laughs> and all that stuff so it was a little bit of a refresher but i did do the first couple junior bracer missions and saw daddy hey. get on that airship and fly away oh yeah but it's still just oh, estelle yeah. and joshua running around doing their junior bracer missions doing the missions that their dad didn't finish when he left oh uh, yeah so you've met shira yeah yeah yeah. i love, love shira yeah she's cool <laughs> oh yeah what about you willie what you been up to man Man, I'm still not fully recovered from uh, getting my sleep schedule out of whack from starting them in new medications. So I've been kind of keeping it low key this week. Uh, did play some more multiverses with Nate. Uh, we've probably got more firm opinions about things than we had last time. But I don't know how many weeks in a row we should just talk about multiverses. <laughs> I mean, fuck, fuck it, y'all, uh, man. Y'all been playing it, man. Talk about it. I'm a little excited to see that uh, they've got teasers for upcoming characters coming out this season. So we knew that they were going to add Rick and Morty this season, but they've confirmed that this season they're also adding uh, Stripe from Gremlins and Black Adam from the Shazam universe. Well, that's what's up. Is it The Rock Black Adam? Uh, It kind of it looks like almost like a kind of like they've kind of tried to design it to look kind of like the comic multi I don't, I don't, it fits into the game character design it's hard to explain like it doesn't look exactly like the rock but you can see where yeah. they some of the design choices they made for the movie kind of got put in there okay. as well i was just curious he looks very superhero you know more than anything else i would say like he has a very comic booky look to him hell yeah hell yeah have you guys have you guys like got hard like this is my main yet so I have a couple that I feel like I have I float between yeah. like because we like to mix up the teams a little bit. I have two that I definitely think are my two best characters, and I kind of play around with everybody else. Can, can I guess is one Batman? Batman, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Batman yeah. is uh, one of my best, and my <laughs> other best is Harley Quinn. <laughs> oh, oh, well, there you go. Oh, yeah. 
And it's not just because they're Batman and I'm obsessed with Batman right now. Like, I'm actually decent and better (laughs) with them than I am with the other characters. It's just weird how that turned out. What about you, Will? What what are your your go-tos? I've been kind of mixing up between three characters lately. Uh, Garnet from Steven Universe is kind of my biggest main character because I don't have to think super hard as her. She's like, just she hits very hard and has some really basic stuff she can do. Um, I've also switched to playing a lot more Arya Stark, who is a very, very fast and small like character. Game of Thrones Arya Stark? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Arya from oh. Game of Thrones. Interesting. Yeah, it's a weird game, dude. It's got it's a just- weird cast of characters <laughs> and it's just going to keep getting weirder, and I love that. <laughs> I, uh, this is just a random little side note, Willie, and I'm going to let you continue. But uh, Beyonce had the greatest album. Of all time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, I saw, I know you guys don't play the Nicktoons Unite or whatever it is, that that Smash game. But I saw where they're, they're adding Hugh Neutron, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Neutron's dad. And I was like, all right, I would nice. play as him. Yeah. Like, uh, no, that's okay, super so. cool. Like, <laughs> they made some fun character choices for that. I'm thrilled that they got Reptar for that yes. game. Yeah, it's just like the thing about it is like, the hype seems more real to me for multiverses than it did for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Like, I feel like people got on Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl and then immediately kind of went back to Smash or whatever other game they were playing. People seem to, like, want to stick around with multiverses a little bit. And I don't know if that's just the biased opinion because it's the one I started playing, but I don't know. It might be that, and it might be the fact that Nickelodeon costs money. Yeah. And multiverses doesn't. <laughs> but also, like... You know, it's just gameplay. Like from what I've seen of multiverses, it looks smoother. Yeah, but. multiverses feels like it's doing its own thing, whereas Nickelodeon All Star Brawl almost feels to me like a competent clone of Smash that doesn't feel as good as the original. Like multiverses feels like it has more of its own identity in terms of gameplay and movement. Yeah, whereas Nickelodeon looks like it's trying to put together the what it thinks is the best parts of Melee and Ultimate. Yeah, that's that's very accurate. But anyway, your other two characters, he said Garnet, and who else did you like playing as, Willie? Uh, well, Ar- I've been getting better with Arya, and I'm glad to see that on the patch notes they fixed her up air, so it's going to be easier for opponents to not fall out of the second hit, because that's one of my best kill moves, is chasing people down and just slashing them up into the sky. And you make killing off the top of the screen look so fun, and I want to do it more often. Because both Batman and Harley Quinn have great toolkits for sending people straight up. Uh, and I've also been playing as the original character for the game, Rain Dog, who is a little reindeer dog guy who is just an adorable little puppy who I like a, a lot. Guy. He's supposed to be a, he's just a little guy. He's a support character, and uh, his main super cool abilities is that uh, like his antlers have the ability to like charge energy in them, and like you can blast out like a little projectile that floats at the enemies, and you can also blast out like a tether that attaches to your teammate, and then anytime in the next like ten seconds or so, you can immediately pull your teammate back to where you are. So if your teammate's in trouble of getting ringed out, you can do that. Or if your teammate wants to fish for really heavy stuff off stage, you can pull them back if they get too greedy yeah. for it. He saved oh, my cool. ass a few times with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Nate likes to get spicy in these games, and I tend to play, like, on the stage, kind of chill. So, it like, it makes a fun combination for the way we play with each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the fact that the game's designed from the ground up with 2v2 and, like, as one of the main focuses, including having different roles and stuff even listed on the character select screen. Like, when you pick a character, it tells you if they're uh, an assassin, a bruiser, a tank, a support, or a mage, and if they're supposed to do stuff horizontally, vertically, or a hybrid thereof. Like, it lets you, I mean, it, it, I don't know, it feels like a cool uh, way to approach the game that gives it a bit of uniqueness compared to other platform fighters. So, uh, I, I do have a question. 
Uh, how many sword fighters are there? Finn, Arya. Fewer than you'd think. Is it just Finn and Arya right now? I, th- I think right now it's just Finn and Arya. Yeah. How long till we start getting Fire Emblem characters <laughs> in the <multiverse>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to add the Mies. I just need to be me sword fighter. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, there are sword characters I want them to add, though, because like one of the strong rumors has been that they want to add the Hound from Game of Thrones. And I think that would be a really fun character to have just to hear him talk to everyone else. Because there's, there's so many funny character interactions between all the characters in the game. Like hearing Bugs Bunny and Arya Stark jabber at each other is just cracking me up every time. I can only imagine. Yeah. I really need to reinstall that game and check it out, even though I'm going to be a complete ass at it because I'm awful with Smash. But <laughs> um, so most people on it are terrible right now. We have noticed it is not hard to beat up people early on. This is going to be a slight spoiler for you guys for Yabs Pod. But okay, so remember how in our chat or like the other day we were talking about Sunsoft? Yeah, and then it and it was announced mm-hmm. that they're going to be making new games, and we and we were like yeah. they're listening to us. Yeah. So last night, me and Jeremy recorded Yabs Pod. And he, we talked about how much we loved NFL Blitz and how we don't ever hear anything about NFL Blitz anymore. He just sent me a message while we've been starting recording. It says, dude, Arcade 1-Up announced that they're doing an NFL Blitz machine. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> I think they are listening to us. <laughs> Your voice just draws them in, Dalton. Now, now, guys, since you are listening to us, I have somewhere to suggest you go to get a little bit more information about us. If you could just please go to www.patreon.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast. Drop us a few bucks a month. It would be greatly appreciated. Do you hear me, Sunsoft? Give us a few dollars. Yeah, for real. Uh, we You could afford it. <laughs> we'll play our Batman game for the show. We're not even an NES podcast, but we'll do it. Speaking of... Uh, I was watching one Tyler from Tyler and Dave Play Old Games stream uh, Shining Force. I don't know if it's one or two. I don't remember. Yep. I think it's two he's playing. And uh, he, I, I mentioned, I was like, I've always like heard about this series, but I've never played it. And he was like, oh, man, it's good. He's like, it's good. Uh, in fact, he goes, it would be a good game for one Steam Machine podcast. He goes, since this collection is available on Steam. And I was like, I forgot about oh. that. I forgot about that. So yeah, so we might actually play some Genesis games at some point because down. there's there's a collection. I also have an Atari collection. If you guys ever want to fuck, <laughs> but that's gonna be more like we can cover the whole collection <laughs> in one episode because Atari games, other than like Crystal Castles, which is a blast, the rest of them are very much like. Well, this is of its time. <laughs> I mean, the big positive yeah. about that Genesis collection too is there's definitely gonna be some cross-pollination on that list that's on the Steam catalog as is on the Nintendo Switch Online Genesis thing that both of you should have access to from me. So, like, we could easily play that on Switch, too, if you didn't want to be tied to your computer. Lay in bed, get some head, play in left... left, I was going to say Left 4 Dead, but that's not on Switch, and that's not a part of Genesis. And then I... My favorite Sega Genesis game, Left 4 Dead. (laughs) Give us the give us the Genesis Left 4 Dead D-Make, folks. Don't be cowards. <laughs> Too late. I'm busy installing Skyrim on a 2600. <laughs> I saw something today where somebody got Doom running on a fucking farm tractor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they, they really it. try to get Doom running on fucking everything, don't they? I've seen it running on a pregnancy test, which was the most impressive one that I've seen. Was yeah, that was uh, at Foon on Twitter. That's one of my favorite ones of all time. So much dumb shit, dude. Like I love it so much. Like, but somebody needs to make it so that I can play Doom in Skyrim. Nice. 
That feels like a reasonable ask, actually. I could, that seems like it should be possible. I could see that. In Skyrim would be cool, but I could see it fitting in Fallout, where you go up and you sit down at one of the computers, and it pops up. Just play Doom on your Pip-Boy, dude. Think about that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, I mean, I saw where they got Doom running in Doom. <laughs> which nice. I was just like, that's fucking incredible. Yo, dog, I heard you like Doom. <laughs> we, we took Doom and put it inside your Doom so you could have Doom in your Doom when you Doom. That word has lost all meaning to me now. What does Doom <laughs> even mean? <laughs> what is Doom? Baby, don't hurt me. It's like that me. meme that you see. It's like... Sweetie, I've been looking for this case. I can't find it. I've been looking and looking and looking. Where is the case for this game? Wood. Wood. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so this week I've been fucking around with some games. Like we talked about a little bit of Arkham. Uh, I also have been uh, toying with Spider Man. Oh yeah, I'm excited yeah, about you that. Sent us some screenshots yeah. of that. So that game on PC. Is something to behold. It is fun as fuck. It's just as fun as when I remember playing it in uh, New Jersey on my PlayStation Four, and it was funny because we were sitting. I mean, my mom was sitting in here earlier, and I was playing, and it's like a legit creation of New York. So I was like, I landed, and I'm like, so this is called the High Line. I was like, you see that building over there? That's the Chelsea Market. I was like, that's where me and Dad. I told you ate that really really hot fucking salt. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, we've been there. Like I've walked on this fucking thing. Like I, I, when that game first came out, I saw somebody who took us like a video of their game, and they were sitting up on top of this thing, looking down at this intersection. And the dude walked over to his window and looked out the window, and it was that intersection. So he was on top of his building. That's so cool. In Spider Man, <laughs> and I was like, that is so fucking cool. Yeah, like and, uh, that's an exciting thing. I think when people, when they can do things like that, make video games like really that honed in on real life. Because could you imagine if like. Um, Vice City looked that much like Miami in real life, and like you could just go to that place from Vice City in real life in Miami. Like, I wish yeah. there was a little bit more stuff like that, but like, yeah, it's just really cool. My, I think my town would lend itself great to one of those fucking crafting survival <laughs> post-apocalyptic zombie games because, I mean, there's two red lights in this town. There's a ton of fucking churches, and there's woods everywhere. So like, maybe some like like some crazy Christian cult shit happened and now they're all, all of it's left are demons and you have to like survive it, blah, blah, blah. Trademark steam machine podcast, but it's, it's a decent idea. Dude, I would, the game is called left. (laughs) I would like to see somebody take Google maps and just try to make like some kind of game around Google maps where you could just interact with things in real life. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it just seems like a really neat idea to be able to like use all of Google Maps as your play area. That would be sweet. I feel like Microsoft Flight Simulator has kind of tried to do something kind of Microsoft like that. Microsoft Flight Simulator is kind of, yeah. Um, also, it's a little different than what you're saying, but there's a game called Geo GeoGuessr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's a cool game that's to me because really they just put you down. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, where am I? Let's figure it out. I, I don't know. It's a blast. I would, I think it's like one of us would have to uh pay for the thing where it's not limited to a certain number of games or whatever i think it's like 2.99 or something like that but like that would be a cool game buds thing like i don't know how many players it allows i'd have to look into that or or to do it in the steam machine discord and just play some GeoGuessr. Yeah. we uh before we got a recording willie was streaming some neon abyss in the uh the general chat 
and a bunch of people showed up. It was sweet. We had a little party going. Yeah, it was really cool. I think it's the first time that we've kind of had somebody streaming and just a bunch of people hopped in. It was really nice just being able to talk to you know the people who listen to the show and appreciate what we do, and we appreciate them for coming and hanging out with us. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but back to Spider-Man. So combat, super fucking fluid. Um, I did tell Nate. Nate's very much on the fence about whether he wants to buy Spider-Man. No, I'm not on the fence. I do want to buy it. I just don't know when I'm going to buy oh, it. Okay. <laughs> that's that's what I meant. That's what I meant. So, yes. Um, but he, uh, I told Nate, and I do mean this, wait till you're done with Batman. Because the the dodge button in Batman is Y and it is B in Spider-Man. And it will... <laughs> throw you the fuck off trust me i have accidentally like webbed somebody when trying to dodge like a hundred times already um but that game on pc is fucking beautiful and uh i had ray tracing turned on not even on very high i just had it on high there are two settings in ray tracing there's high and very high that's it like you can't put it on medium uh, just some light ray tracing <laughs> You, you can use DLSS though, which is magic. Um, but I had ray tracing on and I was swinging and I was like, man, some of this stuff's looking pixelated and it's loading in. It's taking a while to load in. It was a bummer. I'm like, this is on my SSD. Uh, I turned off ray tracing and that game is now a smooth, buttery, wonderful 60 frames a second with no drops, no matter what I'm doing. And I'm like, fuck, ray tracing is so resource heavy. Yeah. But it's gorgeous, though. You know what I mean? Like in control, uh, with I had ray tracing on with uh, the the uh, uh, what's it called? Um, I'm trying to remember the actual name for DLSS, and I can't remember it. It's like dynamic something something something. Um, it doesn't matter. Just acronyms what. to me, my dude. Just acronyms yeah. to me. <laughs> but like when you ran that in control with ray tracing on, it looked really good, but also ran real smooth. Um, so maybe they'll update Spider-Man some and work on the uh, work on that a little bit. But maybe I just need a better computer because Control came out years ago, where Spider-Man is remastered to look really Brand fucking new, good for PlayStation Five and stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, other than that, shit. I've been watching Digimon. <laughs> yeah, you sent us a little screenshot of that. You watching your Digimon while I'm watching Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I've. Clearly, I need to start picking up Yu-Gi-Oh! or something. <laughs> I also, and I think I've mentioned this show before, but I want to mention it again. Um, Bofuri, I don't want to take, I don't want to get hurt, so I'll just max out my defense. That's the whole name of the show, right? Is so charming and funny. Like the main character, Maple, she is freaking adorable, and she, she, she's just got this big fucking shield, and she's leveled up a bunch, and she dumps all of her level up stuff into defense. So like, she just <laughs> is like the tankiest tank of tanks. Nice. Um, but it's just it's a great fucking show. I recommend it. At least one season is on Crunchyroll. I also I found okay. this site called Nine Anime. Um, That's a lot of. Anime. Or is it no anime <laughs> because it's German? Oh. Well, the site it looked kind of sketchy at first, right? But more I looked into it, like it had a forum and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, so it's not that sketchy. Like there's a community for this site, and uh, it's been nice for this the stuff that like I'll, I'll see a show on Crunchyroll and be like, I'm gonna check that show out, and I start looking through the comments on Crunchyroll and people are like, you should watch this elsewhere because this has been censored to hell and back. So I was like, okay, so in particular is this show called Harem Labyrinth in Another World. Um, and yeah, there's nudity and stuff, which I could give or take, but 
in one of the first scenes, the dude just slices this motherfucker's head off. And the blood goes everywhere. And he goes, who would actually bleed that much in real life? Shit game. (laughs) (laughs) You made Willie do a real life spit take with that one. I was just sipping on my drink. I didn't know what was going to happen there, man. I had a straw is still in my mouth. It's it, it, it's it's another one of those uh, isekai isekai type shows where it's like he logs yeah. in and he can't log out. Yeah, but it's I, I I like that premise and those like those shows tend to be pretty entertaining. It's the same like Bofuri is an isekai except they can log out. Um, but yeah, I just it was fucking hilarious. And then all of a sudden it starts talking about this one chick. And about how like yeah you could buy her she's a slave and she'll be she'll do whatever you want and then it shows her like her shows her titties and stuff and I was just like oh okay so I should have got that from the name Harum Labyrinth yeah. like but I figured it'd go a little light on that I figured it'd be more violence and there's a lot of violence but there's also like full nudity not sex but nudity I'm cool with it you guys know me like I'm like hell yeah naked waifus throw them at me. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think there was something else I watched this week that was really good and I can't eh, doesn't matter it's gone it was a documentary of some sort but I don't remember what it was <coughs> it's been two weeks has been two since weeks. you looked at me it was about it was just... I decide, I'm angry <laughs> 14 days and he left the room yeah, anyway, anyways <laughs> gentlemen this week we played a little game called Neon Abyss Neon Arby's and uh, it actually has a Wikipedia page. I was shocked. So let's get right. some O-dubs in, shall we? Yeah, classic. Yeah, let's hear a little bit about the game. Neon Abyss is a run-and-gun shooter video game with roguelike elements developed by Vivo Games. Vivo. Vivo. The game's premise. That's the little guy from uh, Adventure Time. Looks like a Game Boy, right? <laughs> the game's premise is centered around... Members of the Grim Squad, as they as- descend the abyss, which consists of a series of levels with procedurally generated rooms, in pursuit of powerful entities known as the New Gods. The characters can use a variety of firearms and special abilities to fight enemies across each level. Neon Abyss was released for multiple platforms on July 14th, 2020, with British game developer Team 17 as their primary publisher. Neon Abyss has received generally positive reception from video game critics. So, Nate, I know we talked about a little bit about this in the Patreon, but what what drew you to choose this game? Yeah, so, like, Neon Abyss, like, first off, like, the cover of it looks super cool. It has, like, the whole neon thing with the skull mask-looking guy and the thing. It does look awesome. The cover looks really awesome, and I knew it was kind of like a roguelike type game, and I'd been kind of craving one of those. I wanted this to be, like, my next um, Hades or my next Dead Cells, games like that, that I got really obsessed with for a long time, and... Just couldn't stop playing. So that's kind of why I picked this one. Because it just, A, it looked really cool. It had a cool premise. I like the idea of it being a run-and-gun roguelike. Because I haven't played one. Like, specifically, it was a run-and-gun. Because, you know, there's games like Gungeon, which are like twin-stick shooters. But a run-and-gun sounded like a really cool experience for a roguelike. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah I, I have always, like, this is one of those games that I got free at some point. And the cover looked really cool, but I never played it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. So I was I was actually pleasantly surprised when you picked it, and I was even more pleasantly surprised when I played it, and I didn't hate it. 
which I think you were you were happy to hear too because you were like for sure thought that I was going to hate this game, I think. Yeah, I always worry that my picks are not exactly always at Dalton's taste. So when he got back, he was like, yeah, this is pretty fun. I'm like, yes, I didn't screw him this time because I know <laughs> I promised um, your good friend, Duncan Queen, that we'd play Blasphemous at some point because I know that one will drive you crazy. <laughs> I will be down. I expect to like I it. I will be down to play Blasphemous if we can also play, uh, I think it's called Slain Back from Hell, which is another like side-scroller game, but it's like you play this dude, he's got long hair, you have his big fucking sword, and if you get hit one time, you're fucking toast. Oh, like, it's like cool. it's It's hard as fuck, but it's nice. fun, and it's violent, and it's metal as fuck. <laughs> Probably like Blasphemous, because Blasphemous sounds very much like a yeah, it's black metal. Like I should be listening to like Dim of a Gear and shit while I'm playing <laughs> that. Um, yeah. Um, so first impressions. Uh, let's go. Like Willie, let's go with you first since you've had the most recent first impression. Like, uh, I actually had a really rough start with this game because I had an issue with um, Steam's controller settings being applied universally. So it was doing the thing where Steam's my Xbox controller's right stick was doing mouse inputs which was not intended, but it hadn't been causing a problem before this game. But because of that, I couldn't configure the controls or anything in this game, because whenever I would hit right stick, which is the shoot trigger button in this game, it would cause the mouse to move, and I would automatically, like, you know how when you switch between mouse and keyboard and controller in a game, it's, it gives you the different, you know, the, 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 the button images for the controller you've got yep. and all that. So it just kept automatically showing me mouse and keyboard related stuff no matter what I did. And it took a while of troubleshooting before we fixed that. And then after we fixed that, I finally got to get my first impression of the game and immediately had a game where I ran into an actual bug within the game where you couldn't jump through one-way platforms. Like, you could go up through the bottom, but you couldn't go back down. So I got off to a rough start, but then after that, I think I probably had a similar experience to what you guys did. Except I also had read you guys talk about the game a little bit before, so I went into it with a few, uh, just a few assumptions based on what you guys had already talked about that, uh, I mean, had talked about in the group chat before I'd played it at all. So I had a complicated <laughs> start with this game. Yeah, Dalton, what about you? Since this was my pick, I'd kind of like to get yours next. Yeah, so I was like, God damn it, Nate picking a fucking fucking 2D platform <laughs> Metroidvania roguelike. God damn it. Hey, no, blame I Jeremy. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't think that hard. Yeah, I know. Yeah. God damn it, Jeremy. All your fucking fault. Um, I, I, I didn't hate it that much. I was just like, all right, let's see what this game's about. Because like I said, the cover always looks super cool to me. Um, I loaded it up, immediately loved the aesthetic of it. Um, the the bright colors, the music, immediately I was just like, ooh, this is my shtick right here. And uh, yeah, I I had a blast with it, honestly, uh, until I didn't. But like, we'll, we'll touch on that uh, eventually. But like, going in, it was very much a, I'm going to do one more run. I'm going to do one more run. I'm going to do one more run. Oh, it's four o'clock in the morning. You know, I had that moment a few times with this game. Like the first time I loaded it up and played it, I expected to play it for like 10, 15 minutes and get back to doing what I was doing. I played it for three and a half hours. <laughs> so, I mean, you could say my first impressions were good. Yeah. Mine you? pretty much matches too. It's like I'd seen a little bit of like footage of the game before and I was like, yeah, this will be fun because I never played it, but I'd seen a little bit of it. And I was like, it's kind of matching what I'm wanting. And when I first got into it, played the first couple of runs, I was like, yeah, this is exactly kind of what I was expecting. I did think that the um, 
way you've aimed your weapon was a little bit interesting at first because you use the right stick to aim and shoot instead of like yeah. the right being a shoot button and the control scheme was kind of wonky and I had to play around with that to get it to a place where it was comfortable to play. But other than that, yeah, like great first impression, like the aesthetic, the music. I will say like uh, aesthetic wise, like character models were a little bit less in less interesting than I'd hoped for when I saw the cover of the game and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll give you that. It was a little more simplistic than I was thinking it would be. Um, and and just to to parrot off what you said, yeah, immediately, immediately playing this game, I had to remap the controls. And I think I made a note of it in the chat where I was like, "You're gonna have to remap your controls when you play this." Yeah. And I think both of you agreed. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's a fucking must because like the jump button is on like L1 or something like that, and also up on your push thing. So I switched it from L1 to A. So like, I did too. And looking back at it now, I can see why L2 was the default jump key. Oh, was it L2? Okay. Yeah. And I can see why. It because it's really hard. Because when you're firing your gun, you're moving and firing your gun at the same time. It's really hard to jump otherwise. Like, you can't really reach over or press A if you're in the middle of shooting. Because then you have to let go of the right stick. So, I can see why it was at L2. But it just felt yeah. awkward. I, I felt more comfortable because I played a lot with the D-pad, just knocking my thumb up to the up real quick yeah. and jumping that way, uh, as opposed to pulling the trigger. The Pulling the trigger to jump was just so foreign to me that I couldn't get used to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get that. Because I, I left it on trigger to jump, and I still felt like occasionally it felt like a, a slightly squishier input than you'd want to for something as precise as jumping in a game. And that could be the fault of the fact that I'm using an Xbox One controller, but that's one of the better PC gaming I mean, controllers. What controller wouldn't so. feel kind of squishy? Because like, I know a Switch Pro controller is super squishy. I haven't played a, a modern PlayStation controller long time, but I can't imagine that the trigger buttons don't have some give to them before you get to the full press of the button. Well, Yeah, they all use analog triggers now the, uh, right? on the, the two buttons. I will say that the PlayStation 5 controller uh, has haptic feedback in it for one, which... By the way, uh, Spider-Man, because it's a PlayStation game, uh, on PC has haptic... Like, if you have a PS5 controller, it will work the way it's supposed to on nice. PC, which I thought was cool. That's dope. But they have... what the, I think they call it adaptive triggers on the PS5 controller. So, like, say you're playing uh, Call of Duty and you have that turned on. You're, when you pull your trigger, it will have, like, the resistance that a trigger on a gun would. Like... Mm -hmm. It sets the resistance and stuff. So there might be a way to monkey around with those settings on the newer PlayStation controller, but that's just that controller, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just that controller, and I doubt that there'd be a whole lot that you could do within game settings in Neon Abyss. Oh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not, unless there's some sort of third-party thing, and even then I doubt it for Neon Abyss. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I... I I thought it was I thought it was fun. So like when you first start off, uh, you kind of just do they start you off sitting at the bar, like, or do you have to you start off in a level? I don't know. I think you get one conversation with the the guy, and then you go into the bar. right. And you find out that's Hades, or as I called him, Julian from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then you just like you jump down this shaft and you just start running through the levels. I so at first I had a lot of fun with this game. Like I don't want to shit on it immediately, but like. The level design, everything was a blast at first. There's a really cool aesthetic to the whole 
the stage design in particular, I feel like. Like, that is where the name Neon Abyss really comes through the most. Like, there's really cool bright shiny lights everywhere, cyberpunk looks, and then you run into individual rooms that have, like, more, like, religious theme, like the perk room and all that with all the statues. And it's it's a cool-looking game. Yeah, I I very much enjoyed, like, you know, the different rooms that you could access like i was always looking for golden doors so you could like pop those open and go in and get the items now i guess we could talk about items and weapons because that's a good subject like there are a absolute ton of all of them yeah there's like like it's so many that it's almost a little distracting because like once you get at something you're gonna get like probably 10 items on a run, like on an average run, you'll get like at least 10 items. There are literally hundreds of items in this game. So if you get an item on one run, you might not see that item again for another 10 runs. And by that point, you've completely forgotten what it does for you. <laughs> it doesn't give you yes. a description when you pick up items until after you pick them up, what they do. And there's places where you have to make a choice. You can take this item or this item. You're like, I don't know what either does. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I have picked up both of these before. Fuck. Which one is better? I can't figure... I don't remember. (laughs) Unless unless later on in the game when you start to be able to unlock characters, there's one character who lets you read item descriptions before you pick things up. Um, But you have to unlock them, like I said. So you actually have to like put in time before you can do that. But I I, honestly like... As far as the the characters go, I liked the the first guy you started with. You know what I mean? He was chill. And I felt like he used all the weapons properly. I didn't have any issues that I ran into. And it's like... One of the one of the hard choices for me was always when you ran into the store because there's like a store door that you can open and go in there and you gather gold as you kill enemies going through this game. Uh, it was like yeah, it was gold, silver, and copper, right? Yeah. But it was basically just one solid yeah. currency. Um, but you could buy different things in there, and it would be like a gun, a power up, and then take your pick on whether it was like crystals that would help you open the crystal based doors, or if it was a heart, a shield, egg. Um, an egg or a uh, a key to open a, key, a locked chest or a door or anything. It was you know, there's a plenty of things, but like I was always dropping money on the guns, and I can't tell you how many times that I would get a new gun, run out, try it, be like, "This gun fucking sucks." Go back in and <laughs> drop it and pick up my old gun, and be like, "Damn, I should have got that power up." So it got to the point where I started recognizing what some guns looked like, and I'd be like, "Oh no, I remember you, fucker. You you were terrible." So I would just <laughs> not buy it and save my gold, but. Did you uh, did you guys have any of the guns or the items that like jumped out that in your memory that were some that you really enjoyed? Yeah, for me the first one that like I remember I even put this in our group chat. I got really excited when I found it. There was a gun called the Eighth Color, and basically what it did it shoots like basically a bunch of different other guns, kind of weapon patterns, like one after the other instead of just having its own pattern. And I thought it was really cool because the eighth color was a reference to one of my favorite book series, Discworld by Terry Pratchett, uh, specifically to the color Octarine, which is the eighth color referenced in the color of magic by Terry Pratchett. And just little references like that, I think were one of the other strengths of this game. Like, cause there was little references to other things that you really like all throughout the game. Yeah, it, it definitely dropped a lot of stuff like that. Uh, like for instance, uh, the, the cat medallion that we saw during William, yeah. Willie's stream. I almost called you William. William. Uh, William. William. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw William of the Neon Abyss. <laughs> uh, the cat medallion, when you pick it up, it very much looks like a Witcher medallion, but it's a cat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you pick it up, and it turns your hair stark white and slicked back. You look just like fucking Geralt 
without the scar. So like Witcher one, Geralt, right? And uh, I just thought that was interesting because I'm like in Witcher, there are different schools. There's the school of the wolf, school of the bear, school of the viper, and school of the cat. And I was like, son of a bitch, look at that. That's so like so. I was like, when I saw it first of all, I went, hey, that looks like Geralt. And then I read the little thingy and I went, oh, it probably is supposed to be him. And then as I played more and saw more of the references and the humor, I was like, okay, that is absolutely what that's supposed to be. Yeah. Like another one that stood out to me was there's this one that it's a basketball jersey that's um, just called basketball jersey, but it's gold and purple with a number 24 on it. So I just run up and yell, Kobe, and grab it. And then when you put it on, it turns your head into a giant basketball. Yeah. And the description says something like Mamba for life. Yeah. 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 It's tremendous. What about you, Willie? Did you? I was fond. I was fond of the uh, the one that lets you jump on enemies to deal damage. It was just a red baseball cap, like little things like that. When you pick up the item, you're like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." But there was definitely a weapon I went with in almost all of my successful runs, which was called Noise. And what it is is it shoots a very slow but very large projectile that then splits into like six, or depending on what level of weapon you have, because uh, you can get something called Weapon Badge that levels up all of the weapons you get in the game. Um, this game has a lot of little currencies and mechanics going on in it in general. Like there's, you know, coins, life gems, keys, uh, hearts, shields. Uh, that, that's not even everything. You might have reloads on your ammo, grenades. Uh, Firebombs. Uh, cooldowns on your ability. Yeah, it's a and lot. You, di- you didn't even get to the point where you start collecting neon coins where you can put them in the fucking coin machine and it gives you cheats and stuff yeah. in return. I didn't. Shit, I didn't even name the eggs yeah. and pets. Uh, which that was one of the most fun elements of the game for sure. Yeah, see how many you could have it all lined behind you. That was always mine. I was like, I want to see how many of these motherfuckers I can get. Yeah, because you pick up little eggs throughout the get with the game, and then every a few rooms after you picked up the egg, it'll hatch. Well, there's a chance it'll hatch. It might just fail, but a lot of the time they'll hatch and become a little, just a little dude that follows you around and stuff. And you could amass a bunch of them. They all have weird effects. Like some of them, you know, fight the enemies for you. Some of them block shots for you. Some of them like collect stuff or transform pickups and stuff so it's you end up with a big swarm of dudes by the end of a lot of good runs i uh i also really enjoyed the noise weapon um in in a few of my runs um one of my first successful runs i had a gun called the red dragon (laughs) the bad dragon this was just this was just like a a rocket launcher that fired like five or six rockets before it had to recharge but they were homing rockets and I ended up getting a bunch of those like gun up tokens, fire rate tokens. So by the end, when I was going through, it was just like five rockets, reload, five rockets, reload, five rockets, reload. Room is empty because mm-hmm. they would just go and seek out all the enemies and just boom, blow them up. But that being said, also, if there was anything up high, I was not getting to it because these rockets were exploding everything <laughs> in the room but me. Really? Yeah, I had one that I had severely upgraded called like the Song of Joy weapon, and it was just this little trumpet. But what it would do, it would shoot out these pellets that would bounce all over the room. But I had like so many gun upgrades and stuff. It was basically just like covering the entire room with these bouncing balls that were just destroying everything in its path. Like with this game, like there comes a point where a run feels like you're either, ah, oh, this is rough, I'm not doing so good, or I'm a complete fucking god. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Agreed. And you could always yeah, start to kind of tell the difference in those games. Like once you know you're about halfway through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
It's it's a complaint I've heard in other uh, roguelike and roguelite type games, especially uh, Binding of Isaac is a game that gets this criticism a lot too, where it depends on what you pick up that basically determines how good your run is likely to be. Like the RNG is going to make or break whether you're a god or a peasant. Um, I know it fits the conversation. Never mention Binding of Isaac to Madokin Queen or else we are going to have to play that for the show. Okay. <laughs> That, 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 that that's her favorite game unless it's been replaced by dead by daylight but i kind of doubt that like dude she would like you think she's been popping in just to randomly be like hey blasphemous okay bye like it, dude it would be a daily binding of isaac win binding of isaac win i will say i wouldn't mind it though yeah, that's that'd be funny i will say though going back to that how like you know rng is such a big part of this game and can feel like such a yeah. problem there is a way like if you go into like the basement because like you know how you're in the bar you can take the elevator down to the basement <clears throat> you can actually turn off certain items i never got around to using it i just took whatever the run would give me but you can turn off specific things in the game i didn't know that Ooh. there's a warning that tells you that if you take too many turn too many things off you won't be able to get achievements or something like that i didn't know what that threshold was so i didn't want to tempt it but yeah if i go back and playing i'm turning off the grabber <laughs> I so I had two weapons that I really liked, but I don't know the names of them. Um, one of them was like when you fired it, it shot this long pink wide laser above you and below you, and it would rotate around you. Yeah, and it did it did melee damage, but like when you upgraded that thing, yeah. you could clear a fucking yeah. room with that. Um, There's carrying like a there death was orb around you when you upgraded it. Pretty fucking much, dude. And there was another one that shot pink lasers as well, but they were like tendrils. I hated that, that gun. Oh, I loved it. Oh, dude, powered up. I was melting bosses with that thing because they would just stick to the boss and just gone. Because there was this one Willie was actually on a run and I saw him about to pick it. I was like, don't get that gun. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, man. it. I liked it. I liked it. So, but, but that's like a user's choice. Yeah, thing. for sure. Yeah. Um, but there, there were so many guns in this game that I can't. We can't even sit here and tell you all of no. them. Like, there's one that looks like a fish that fires something out of it. There's one that looks like a cat. Uh, there's a get- the cat lets you fly for one room. Does it with your with the oh, um, active yeah. ability? I, I would always yeah. you spent you could spend crystals. I would to fly. always forget that they these guns had active abilities. I almost never used it. So that was the thing too. I, I forgot about that a lot. And like I never used grenades for anything other than blowing up breakable yeah. walls and breakable things throughout. Like I never remember to use those in a fight. And like never. melee attacks, never remember to use those in a fight. It's just like everything kind of felt like there were some parts of the game that were kind of just added on that didn't add anything. Like, for instance, the melee attack, like, it never really felt super useful. Because, like, if you were in a fight, you were shooting your gun. And to in order to initiate a melee attack, you had to be, like, right next to whatever you were attacking and then push the stick in that direction. Like, who was going to think to do that in the middle of a fight? Like, it just didn't feel like a real thing, but it was. That was part of the game. You know what I mean? And I feel like active yeah. abilities could were better, but you would forget about them half the time when you were playing, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, like I played one game as the guy that has a dodge roll, but he has less max HP because of it. And like I not only forgot to use it throughout the whole game, but then ended up getting killed mainly because I kept accidentally specking into uh, melee-based attacks. I would keep picking up stuff that looked like axes or knives because I'm like, these things look neat. And it's like, every time you melee attack, your next melee attack is stronger. And I'm like, that doesn't help me none. I was like, I was excited when I walked in and saw the uh, the guitar weapons, and I was like, hell yeah. yeah! And I think it was the I think it was the guitar that shot the musical notes out of it, um, or at least one of them did. And it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Yeah. It didn't do good damage. The accuracy on it was piss. It was just, <laughs> uh, it, it upset me. <laughs> yeah, I think there were a couple different guitars, and like when I played with either one of the ones that I'd found, I wasn't too fond of them either. Um, there were some like other than guns though. Like, were there any abilities that you guys found that you like really fell in love with? Because I remember this one very specifically yes. that every time I saw it, I was like, I have to get this. And I think it was called Lemon Jelly. And basically, whatever what Lemon Jelly huh. did was, depending on how many eggs you had following you, you had that many extra jumps. So like I would always be collecting as many eggs as I could, buying them from the store and picking them up every time I found them. So I'd have like a trail of like 10 eggs behind me so I could just stay in the air jumping for 10 <laughs> consecutive jumps and just basically never have to land. That's fantastic. To never have to land is exactly going to lead me into what I was going to say because I think there was an object called the – maybe it was the it was demon's, demon's mask wings. or something like that. Demon's wings. Demon's wings. That's it. You, tra- you permanently trade one max HP – but in exchange, you just get unlimited flight forever for the rest of the game, period, period, period. Even if you pick up another mask or ring or whatever thing, you are just good to go. And it makes you look spooky, and it's well, awesome. We should say, for the rest of that run, you get wings. Yeah. Not not forever all times, but for until you die or until you reach the yeah. last stage and finish it. Yeah. Which, dude, that was going to be one of mine, too, is the demon wings. Fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. There was another one, too, that... When you were wearing, well, okay, so we talked about the Witcher one, and that was when you had the least, like, less crystals. <laughs> it gave you more yes, firepower, right. which really, more really came in handy. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was one that you, when you picked it up, it changed all of your heart drops to shield drops. Yeah. That mm. one was beautiful. Like, <clears throat> and then you had uh, the little the little guy that would follow you around. What you guys knew his name? Blue Doctor. Doc Blue Doctor. Uh, he would turn all your heart things containers into shields which came in handy a lot yeah because if you max out your heart containers you can still carry a bunch of extra shields behind you as well because like you're say you had a max of three heart containers you could still pick up like seven shields on top of that and a shield was basically just like an extra heart that wasn't in a heart container so you're basically able to continue to add on to your health with shields instead of having hearts. So like if you could just keep adding shields, there was really no reason to care about heart containers. I that's that's one reason that I, I did like the uh the robot character that you could unlock because because he's a robot, he doesn't have a heart, so he didn't have any hearts. He only had shields. Right. But it was harder in the beginning, if you ask me, because it was harder to find shields for him early on to buff him up. So if you took like damage early on, it was really hard to find a shield yeah. to replace it early in the game. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. You you got me there. Like that meme. <laughs> <laughs> but like also with the eggs and the pets, like you kind of mentioned, like you liked Blue Doctor a lot. Were there any of the other ones that stood out to you? I know I think Willie, I think he said you hated Grabber. Yeah, Grabber, which is a little guy that just goes around snatching up all the coins that you would have been able to pick up if you let it sit down too. Oh long. yeah. It's very frustrating. That little fucker. And I, he looks like a complete you- asshole too. 
Yeah. Before I talk about the little dude, did, you, did either of you ever get the thing where if you left coins on the ground too long, they'd explode? Yeah, that sucked so bad. That sucked hard. I, bro. I lost so much health when I had that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, some of the other little dudes I liked, uh, I think it was like the little cactus guy. Yeah. That protected like around you. And then there was like, there was one who would just seek out enemies and kick the shit out of them. Uh there's what was its one name? called Batu that looked kind of like Rocky or Little Mac that would just go up to the nearest enemy and start punching them for you. Yeah, that's that's who it was. Yeah, that's fucking fantastic. And then there was one, I don't know what name of it, but it, it always like went to the top middle of the screen and would just sit there. And I could never figure out what the fuck it was doing. Just always just chilling. It's just <laughs> just vibing. There was one like called Carsa or something like that. It just kind of reminded me of Harley Quinn. She would just go over top of enemies and start yeah. dropping bombs on top of them. <laughs> I liked uh, Sun Wukong, which was another thing that just ran up and attacked people. Oh, yeah, yeah, like that was good, too. For sure. Um, Mr. J's not feeling himself. Well, I mean, he was earlier, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about uh, enemies? Did you have any enemies that jumped out that really, like, you were just like, God, I hate when you show up, you little fuck? Because I definitely had some. The shield, the little dudes that had, like, the metal coat around them yeah casing around them oh they were annoying it's yeah, like those guys like they wouldn't come out of their little casing until they got close to you close enough to hit you and attack you but like if you try to shoot them they would take like a million hits to kill until they like came out of their shell and then they died pretty quick but like there was such a pain to try to get through um once it stuck out to me too though like with the little dudes that look kind of like flowers sitting in the ground they would just shoot huge waves of projectiles at you those guys were pretty hard to deal with yeah I think even though it's not technically an enemy, the one thing that gave me the most trouble was uh, in uh, combat challenge rooms. Sometimes they have a little sentry in the middle that sh- like shoots a laser that tracks you. So it'll like it'll wait for a few seconds and then point a laser where you're standing. And after a couple more seconds, it's like shooting a long beam that stays there for a little bit longer. And it just keeps you constantly moving. An area denies you. And I tended to panic around it and run yeah. into other enemies. Also, there was these like bears. It looks like little bears that would jump up in the air and just shoot a giant ring of projectiles out around them. So you had to like find like the little tiniest crack to jump through to avoid them. And then you, you had those enemies that would be like on the roof and they would drop the thing down that would mm-hmm. split into two and go across the ground. Yeah. If you weren't paying attention, that would hit you. But like, damn it. Did you guys notice? So the big round fuckers that bounced around that you would kill and they would spawn into bats and then you'd kill those and they spawn into worms. Did you notice that if you stood in the corner and as long as you kept your gun pointed at that thing, it couldn't hit you. Did you notice that if the, when they were in their big ball form that you could just walk into them and they couldn't hurt you? No, I didn't realize that, but I I would bounce them on the end of my gun and they wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't hurt me. They would just bounce on my gun. And I'm like, what are you doing? Boom, boom, boom. And they, <laughs> yeah, like the big guys explode. couldn't hurt you at all. Like, they weren't dangerous until you shot them and they became like little bat form, which could then bite you. But like in its big ball form, it couldn't hurt you. Like, they were like such a non priority in that form. Hmm. No, yeah, dude. Any, any of the bats can eat a dick. <laughs> Actually, I tell you what, the ones that were the, they weren't hard, they were annoying, were those little worms. Yeah. Because there would be one left that you needed to get, and it would be on the like the other side of the room. So you'd run over there, it'd disappear, and pop back up where you were just at. Like, yeah, those guys uh, were frustrating. And because I tended to prefer, 
I tended to prefer slow weapons with a lot of coverage, too, which means even if I did chase the thing down, I would start shooting and it would just dig away again by the time I could my bullets would reach yeah, it. That's where the, the homing weapons really came in handy. <laughs> yeah, homing was nice for that. Yeah, I love the homies. Uh, what about bosses? Did you guys have any like favorite boss designs or anything? Yeah, so I guess kind of talk about the mechanics of the game there a little bit, too. So, like, the way to get one through the game yeah. is, like, there'd be four stages in the very beginning of the game. There's four stages of bosses. And then once you get to the fifth stage, you had to fight the manager. So the first four stages had like this rotation of different bosses. It could possibly be. And then the fifth stage had a specific boss, the manager that it always was. So before we get to the managers, like let's talk about like this, the little bosses in the stages one through four that we kind of liked. Um, I don't remember her name exactly, but my, one of my favorites was the goddess, like the god of makeup. <laughs> like she would shoot like lipstick yeah. canisters at you and stuff like that. I thought she was pretty cool. I have a list of that pulled up. It is uh, there's two. There's Arden and Laro. Oh, okay. The goddess of goddesses of makeup. Yeah, they were very similar bosses. So like, I think they even yeah, the absolutely. Same. Like I love the goddess of makeup. She was pretty cool. There were a couple ones where they had matching ones like that, though, because like there was the gods of like viral videos, tick and talk, for instance. Yeah, tick, tick and talk, gods of mobile videos. Um, mobile videos, that's it. Chain block and meta, gods of bittercoin. Uh, oh, there were. Oh, I didn't realize the there were that many of them. Ones, like those ones, like I remember, I ran into one where there were three of them one time. I was like, "What is happening?" Because I was used to there just being two. <laughs> it was a uh, McTucky and McFamily, the god, the gods of fast food. Uh, let's see. Remington and Colt, the gods of guns. Yeah. Uh, Pewdie and Pidey, the gods of trolls. Tisk tisk. And then there's like Daniel and Phil, the gods of gambling. Yeah. Like, what was that about? <laughs> Johnny and Kimmy, the gods of idols. Oh, Daniel and Phil. They're probably named for uh, Daniel Negrenu and Phil Helmuth, who are famous. Wow. Really? Oh, wow. Knowledge. Wow. Yeah. Okay. How about this one? How about this one? Huh? Huh? Nick and Hunt, gods of racing. Is there somebody named Nick Cunt? <laughs> <laughs> you got him. And Tommy and Freddy, gods of plushies. Like Sam. Freddy, like I thought, because Freddy was a bear, so I thought that that was kind of a reference to Freddy Fazbear. Yeah. I I considered that too. Like I was joked and called him Freddy Fast Bear <laughs> when he started getting the second phase. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's also uh, Sam and Sung, gods of screens. I wonder what that one's from. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Sung. I didn't and, catch uh, that. I didn't realize that there were two of them until really late in there. Like I was like, oh, Tick and Talk are two different guys. And actually, the the only other the only other ones that are the normal ones are George and Charlie, the gods of pills. I guess it's Charlie Sheen and George Sacramento. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but for me, like um, the ones that stood out were the goddesses of makeup. Did y'all have a favorite pairing out of those? I actually really, even though I didn't see the other one, actually, I liked Freddy, the uh, the one that was like a little plushie on a crane that would just stay up high and shoot at you until you got halfway through the fight, and they would drop off and yeah. start bouncing on you. I I really enjoyed the gambling ones, the where they throw the cards at mm-hmm. you, and you had to like dodge the cards yeah. and stuff. That one was a lot of fun. Those were cool looking patterns. Yeah. They have very shmuppish energy. Big shmup it. energy. <laughs> He's got such a huge shmup. Hey. <laughs> um... But, okay, so what about managers? Like, did you have a favorite manager? It's the first manager you come up to is Argus. He, since you have this pulled up, I'm sure you can tell me he was the god of yeah. what? The Darknet. The god of the Darknet. Yeah, that was pretty it, funny. And his, his quote is, there are no secrets on the internet. He is hidden in the dark corners to observe and control your devices and your life. 
Yeah, he is pretty cool. Like, cause, like the first phase of him is like he has a bunch of like tiny versions of him come out and start shooting lasers at you. So you have to take out the swarm of the tiny Arguses, and then you have to fight the big one who starts shooting like these wire things that kind of remind me of like a boss from Smash Brothers Ultimate, like um Darkeem. Was that the name? Yeah, yeah, Darkon. Yeah, Dark where they would start shooting the tendrils. He kind of did that kind of similar thing that that did. And I thought that was yeah. a pretty cool boss. Um. After that was Hal, who was the god of technology, right? Yeah, the god of, god of machines. Machines. And that was obviously a reference to Hal. I can't do that, Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big reference to Shallow <laughs> Hal in his favorite movie. Yes, that's actually a great movie. It's been a while since I've seen uh, uh, it. And then the last one was Zeus, the god of electricity. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the last one for that, that section... Um, yeah, the last one, that's also- the, the three main first bosses. So the way it works is like you yeah. go through stage one through five. You get to five, you beat um, Argus, Argus, and then Argus. the game ends. Then you can go through again. Then you have to go through five and then six and fight Hal. Then the game ends, and then you can get to stage seven and fight Zeus in the next run. Yeah. So after Zeus, is there another circuit? Because Zeus not is not really. It gets a little bit different at that point, and I'll kind of go into it. But like out of those three gods, like. Zeus was the least interesting to me out of all of them. I thought Argus and Hal were better thought out and had cooler boss fights. I think yeah, Hal was awesome. Yeah, that's a cool fight. I like that Hal had kind of a move that was kind of like dripping little binary code. It kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of the Matrix. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but I think my favorite my favorite attack pattern for Argus is just because I like the uh, eyeballs with the crisscrossing lasers yeah. followed by the vines. Like, those are just classic video game boss attacks. Yeah, I thought Argus was the coolest out of all of them as well. Yeah, and did we touch on leveling up in between the levels that, like, in between runs that you go and you, like, dump into stats to try to, like, make things better? Oh, no, it's kind of like a skill tree kind of thing. Yeah, no, we didn't even talk about that at all. Yeah, every time you beat... Yeah, defeating... Oh, uh, well, okay. every time you beat one of the uh, gods for the first time, or maybe it's for the first time with that character, I didn't really get far enough in with different characters to t- say for sure, but you get something called, I think, life gems or faith faith gems, I think. And uh, you could spend those back when you got, those were permanent I- uh, item gains. Like once you got those, you could spend them back at the bar at the starting room before you go into another run. And uh, those would just unlock a skill tree. And then there were multiple skill trees where once you spent enough, you could unlock a second tree and keep working yeah. from there yeah. and so forth. And a lot of them unlocked things like new fixtures in the levels. Like you get like these rooms added to the dungeon. Like one was like they would add a claw machine or a piano room where you had to jump on a piano to the notes of a song. And then you won an item for doing that. And in each one of the skill trees, there was also a character unlock. So you could get one of those other characters William mentioned briefly earlier, like Matt, the guy that had the dodge roll. And then you also like there was like rooms that you could unlock where. It was like a game of chance where you could go up or down. Yeah. And it would lock off the other way. So you might end up going into a way with one chest and the other way had 12 chests. And it's a real kick in the crotch because you can see what was on the other end yeah. after you chose. <laughs> of course. Yeah, for sure. And then and then you had like the the uh, the ones that like it added like moldy hearts that you could find that would either benefit you or hurt you. Yeah. Um, there were like the little skills that added in uh, barrels that would have keys or would have crystals and things like that. Like, which there were like a couple different kinds of locks in the game where it was like you either needed keys or you needed these purple crystals to open it, or you needed 
blood, basically. Yeah. And so that also kind of leads into another point that I wanted to touch on, which was the faith meter that shows up in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen mm. when you're playing. So there's two different types of the faith meter. There's the um, violence meter and what was the other one called? Wisdom and violence. Wisdom, I think. So there's these doors and chests that show up that you can pay gems for to go through. And it costs like two or three gems to go in. Or you could shoot that door or chest and it would turn this red, thorny, violent looking thing. And you could walk into it and take damage and the chest would open or the door would open. So every time that you would pay the gems to go in, your wisdom meter would grow. Every time that you decided to walk into the thorny thing, your violence meter would grow. And similar things happened in the rooms where, like, if you beat a room without taking damage, your faith meter would go up, and your wisdom meter would go up. Or if you took damage in the room, your violence meter would go up. Which all culminates into when one of those meters fills all the way, you'll hear a mysterious noise. And if you go to one of the teleporters, you can go to this mysterious room. Either the room of Athena or the room of Ares. And... If you go to the room of Ares, you can sacrifice a heart container to pick up any item. Or if you go to the room of Athena, she just has two items and you can just take one and she's chill about it. Yeah. And there's different things on the skill tree too that like add more items to the Ares room. Mm-hmm. So like it gives you a benefit of going that way too. Yeah. But like I always tried to go the Athena route because I'm like, I want my health. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that being said, those are pretty interesting mechanics. But after you beat Zeus, you can also unlock fights with Athena and Ares as well. So in order to do that, you have to fill up those faith meters and get it to where I think you had to have a, a token of Athena or a token of Zeus. And it would take you into their room after you beat Zeus on your next run. And then you could fight Ares or Athena after Zeus. So that was like the next step of manager after Zeus was Athena or okay. Ares. And then it started getting into, like, cursed managers. Yeah, so then, then it unlocks cursed Athena, cursed Ares, and cursed Zeus, which honestly were just um, buffed versions of those bosses that just added a bunch of bullcrap to that made the game a lot less fun to play. Yeah, and, and neither of us saw the very final boss, which was Prometheus, right? Right. I, I, I made it to Prometheus once. Or is there one before Prometheus and after the cursed? I can't remember. But like, no, I beat both cursed Athena and cursed Ares and cursed Zeus. Okay, so then the only one after that would be Prometheus. Okay, so I saw Prometheus once and I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it was, was bad enough. Cursed Zeus sucked because his entire level just shoots lightning bolts down and random patterns as you're trying to go through the level to make it to the boss fight. It, it, it just it starts adding a bunch of stuff that makes the game less fun and feel less skill based to me when you're playing it and that is where I think we're going to start getting into complaints about this game is that like it didn't have a lot of staying power it was fun for a while until it very much just became like a grind in a way but not a good grind like I love a good JRPG grind yeah. right there's a difference but like this was just like, okay, I just need to run over and over and over and over to get my skills up so I can just keep getting further, keep fighting the same bosses over and over and over. Yeah. It, it started just getting repetitive. Yeah. Every run starts to feel the same, and you're just like going through the game hoping 
And Willie, this kind of comes back to something that you'd said, hoping to get those certain item drops to make yourself feel like you're at that god level again, so that you can have a chance against the cursed managers. Like, yeah. it just got to the point where it just didn't feel fun anymore. And, like, everything felt the same until the end, where either you felt like, okay, I might have a chance here, or I, I'm just absolutely screwed. I made it this far for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and... There, there were some like some other little hidden mechanics. Not, they're not hidden, but like when you get to, like the statue. I never died three times in a row, so I don't know what happens. But there's a statue that you like unlock and fix, and if you die three times in a row, and something happens. Um, honestly, the thing that they added in that I couldn't figure out why they did it, but I appreciate it, was in the bar. There was a dance floor <laughs> with like Daft Punk looking people playing in the background, and you could just make your character dance. Yeah, there. that was cool. Like that's, that's it. there was nothing to it. There was just that. Um, yeah, it's a nice little touch. It's one of those things, like all the in-game references and stuff that you really just appreciate. That kind of adds to the world, makes it feel more like a fun little place. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, is there anything else you guys like to touch on? Or you want to kind of give our ratings on this and get into the quiz? What's so, kind of what I wanted to kind of say about it was like, you know, I went into it like I said at the beginning of the episode, kind of hoping that this would be like the next Hades, the next Dead Cells for me, and. I wanted it really badly to be one of those things. And it just unfortunately could not get to that level. Like I got to the point where I was done with this game in about eight hours. Where, like I said, I spent hundred hours in each of those other two games I'd mentioned. So it's like not quite on the same level as those, unfortunately. Like most of those eight hours were good. You just felt yeah, like it, it, it just ran out of steam yeah. and it didn't give me that same motivation or feeling of satisfaction to keep playing and keep coming back to it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, if I was going to give this game a ranking, I think I would give it seven neons out of ten abysses because it was it was all right. You know, what I mean, it was like it was uh, above average as far as being fun, but it didn't it overstayed its welcome. Right? Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to give it as well. Was seven out of ten because like I like the premise. I think it did a lot of things really well and a lot of things right, but like I said, it just pales in comparison to some of these other better thought out and better performing roguelike games. So seven, yeah, Neon's out of ten of this is for me as well, because <laughs> I'm not creative today. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't hit the same fatigue point as you guys. I think that I probably, I could see the writing on the wall, and you guys had messaged me about it a while before then, even just saying, like, I think once you get to this point, you'll be pretty much good with it. I'm satisfied with it. I'm glad I got it as a free game, but it's... Really hard to, I, I can't imagine giving it a very much of a different score than that. Like, I think if you gave it an eight, that's wild. And if you gave it a six, that's confusing. I think it's just, yeah, it's a seven. And like, you hit the point where I said, like, you know, once you beat Jesus, that's probably the point where you should stop playing the game. And like you said, I do think that this game benefits from being one of the free games I got on Epic for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, but, so before we get into the the uh, quiz that I have for you, gentlemen, uh, I would like to cover one of our short game list games real quick. Uh, I played Cluster Truck. Oh, yeah, that's been sitting on the list for a long time. Yeah. How'd that turn out for you? So uh, this is going to be a little mini. Uh, was it was it a poll winner it was a or did you winner. just pick it up on yeah, your own? Short game, one of the last two short game poll winners. Um, oh, that's right. We had. I, I, yeah. I, I played this. Uh, the, the boys didn't. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say there's not enough to that game to make an episode about it. So I'm going to give you my feelings about it right now. 
it's an interesting concept. <clears throat> Basically, you uh, you start off, you're standing on the back of a semi, and there's a bunch of other semis all driving straight. And your goal is to get across the tops of them to the end point as fast as possible. And also, it comes into points where, like, shit will happen, like, uh, a cliff will crash, and it'll make semis crash, and you have to deal with jumping over them and everything. But in, in, in all, it's a platformer. It's a first-person platformer jumping over trucks to get to the end so uh i'm gonna give it a six like it's all right um i played it for about about 30 minutes and uh, maybe maybe an hour and that was all i needed for it like you know what i mean i got my fill um it made me a little nauseous <laughs> but there's just so much going on and it was so fast but it's one of those that like if you can if you got it for free or you see it on sale for like a dollar and you think that you might be entertained by it check it out but i'm not going to say go out and like spend full price on it were there like any other obstacles or was it just like find the right place to jump to get over to the next truck and keep on for better lack of a better term keep on trucking yeah it's pretty much that uh you had to deal with like like i said trucks crashing and sometimes rng would just not be with you but it, it it was it was all right uh, it it would not warrant a whole episode. We would have struggled to find a lot to talk about that game. <laughs> I I promise. Um. So yeah, there's there's cluster truck six out of ten. Check it out if it's on sale for a dollar or so. It is free on Xbox Game Pass right now. So if you do want to oh. check it out, go ahead and do it there. If you have Xbox Game Pass, there you go. There you go. I got it for free from uh Amazon Prime Gaming. So nice. that was how I checked it out. Um, all right, gentlemen, I have prepared a quiz for you guys. So the premise of this was I took, so I have a extension in my Google Drive Note Docs thing that is a bad translator, and I can set it to run text distortion five times, 10 times, 20 times, 40 times, or 80 times. <laughs> That's a lot of times. I did 20 <laughs> times for each oh, of no. these. Oh, <laughs> no. Right, so they're a little distorted, but they still make some sense. You should be able to piece it together, and if not, it, this will be just a funny segment. Okay, are you translating like the O dubs, or what are you translating to get? The no, um, I translated the descriptions of the game, so like either the Steam description okay. or like the description from a Wikipedia, like one of the two. Okay, um, and I I redacted because there were certain like like proper nouns that right. it wouldn't change so i redacted those um but it, this game this is going to be like whose line is it anyway points don't matter it's just for entertainment and uh shout out to outside xbox i got this idea from them uh i watched mike he went through and he took what was written on the back of the xbox games and he ran it through a translator a bunch of times and then would ask jane and andy about it so okay all right up first let's go Let's start the game again. Now all the powers of the world have taken over the world. <laughs> you must go you must go to the depths of hell to save him. Fight against powerful, terrifying, deadly monsters and monsters. <laughs> Use <laughs> use powerful weapons experience the most exciting explosions and the bloodiest, most powerful and terrifying explosions. Doom. <laughs> huh? Doom. Doom. Okay, Willie. What about you? What do you think? Is that the? End that, of it? That's the end of it. Uh, I'm gonna go with Quake just to be different. Okay. Here is the original. Let the obsession begin again. 
This time, the entire force of the forces of the Neverworld have overrun Earth. To save her, you must descend into the it's Stygian depths of hell itself. Battle mightier, nastier, deadlier enemies and demons and monsters. Use more powerful weapons. Survive more mind-blowing explosions and more of the bloodiest, fiercest, most awesome blast fest ever. <laughs> D- Doom 2. I count that as a win for me. Because we haven't yep. played the original Doom on a show, so... <laughs> Do we do Doom 2016? Oh, don't be, you, a, don't be a pedantic prick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You got the point. You got the point. You got the point. Don't be a pedantic prick about mistranslated game descriptions. <laughs> I will be a pedantic peck. All right. Are you ready for number two? All right. Kind of. Blank is a fun action adventure and definitely not a platformer as there is no jump button. Oh, it's Yoku. The scumbag boy of Court Town must rise from the shadows and stand against the bleakness, a dark force bent on extinguishing what? joy. We must use blank and emotion to bring the town back to life. Wait, no. It... I think I might have an idea. And they, I'm, and they I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sitting here like racking my brain like the bleakness that... No, I... I it sounded like Yoku until it wasn't. Say, I limited this. I limited myself with only a couple of games that you guys didn't play mm-hmm. for the show, but they're still show games. Right, so right, right. Just keep keep that in mind. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm like drawing a blank. I think Yoku was a good guess. Like, uh, well, I'm gonna still. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna unlocking Yoku as my guess and say it was the 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 color game. It was oh, the one with some colors. Last Tinker City of Colors. Yeah, Last Tinker City of Colors. That's my I'm guess. going with Yoku. So, okay. The Last Tinker is a joyous action adventure and definitely not a platformer, as there is no jump button. <laughs> Koru, Koru, a boy from the slums of Color Town, must rise and stand against the bleakness, a dark force <sighs> intent on wiping out joy. Koru, Koru must use color. Koru, what is this? Yakuza? Koru, last tinker, Yakuza. <laughs> Koru must use color, color and emotion to restore life to Color Town. How it took Koru, a boy from the slums of Color Town, to the scumbag boy of Court Town was <laughs> <laughs> just tremendous. That's hilarious, actually. <laughs> All right. So I guess we're one and one now. Cross a path full of snakes, kill skeletons and cowboy hats, deal with evil cows, and face scary ghosts. Find your. Find your way out of trouble like silver snake oil and unravel the mysteries of deep space like an agile train. Or let your fists do the talking like fearsome bullfighter. Explore a large world and meet colorful characters. Some good, some bad, and some ugly. Yeah, I'm just giving that one to Willie because I know he's right. West of Loathing. Uh, yeah, that, say howdy to West of Loathing, a single-player slapstick comedy adventure role-playing game set in the wild west of the Kingdom of Loathing universe. And honestly, the translation was not much different from the rest of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that one. Uh, it even retained the reference to the movie title. That's pretty good. All right. So it's two and two and one. Points don't matter. Yeah. The story of the common sense movement. In blank, players embark on a journey of self-discovery as blank. A young woman whose morals have been replaced by anger and hatred after a horrific experience three <laughs> years ago. What In Persian mythology, period. Like, that's that's the sentence. In Persian mythology. <laughs> Blank joins a group of pirates who sail the seas and visit islands that make up the sacred kingdom of 
blank in the current adventure? Ooh, this one. This is interesting. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's got a badass name. That second point-and-click adventure game we did. Oh, 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 I know the one you mean. Uh, oh, shit, what's that one called? Something yeah. 2. I, I don't remember. I know the game you're talking about. It's not right that because the oh, doesn't know the name of it, so I'm wrong. So <laughs> hold on, no, we'll it's Lost Grimoire Two: Shard of Mystery. Lost Grimoire Two. That's, that's Nate's yeah. guess. Yeah, I know it's wrong, but it's okay. Was you Willie? I really have no intuition on this one at all. Like I, I got lost in that one. I, that Nate sounds better than anything I could come up with. I'm out. I, I will give you guys this. Neither of you played this game. Oh, okay. Okay. But this is the most successful episode of the game uh, uh, of the show, A Tale of Emotion oh. versus Reason. In Tales of Berseria, wow, okay. Players embark on a journey of self-discovery as they assume the role of Velvet, a young woman whose once kind demeanor has been replaced and overcome with a festering anger and hatred after a traumatic experience okay. 3 years prior to the events within Tales of Berseria. I'll be honest, I don't think I would have got it if you've read the real description. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the the phrase in Persian mythology period completely destroyed any chance I had at getting mm. it because I, I just fixated no on that. No fucking clue where that came from. <laughs> no clue. I I thought that maybe saying her would give you guys like, okay, we can narrow it down to female protagonists and you might have gotten it through that. Hey, my game had a female protagonist that I yeah. named. Yeah. You did. <laughs> All right. So, no one got that one. All right, let's see. At least he named a game. <laughs> did better than me. Just kidding, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> a young man and his friend, as children, went to the Holy Mountain to see a procession arrive at the village. After a series of unexpected events, this horror player discovers that he is blank of a famous character of a long-forgotten era. The young hero sets out to discover the secrets of the past and the unknown. Dragon Quest XI. But he was not happy. After revealing his name to the hero, the hero calls himself Blank and is pursued by an army of villains. In order to escape from exile, the hero collects wonderful creatures that are considered the new light of life. When Lucanaria, blah, 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 whatever the fuck that word is, and her new friends learn of these dangers that threaten the world, she and they... Again, weird translation. Embark on a journey that crosses continents and oceans. Is it that Digimon Cyber Sleuth game? Is that your guess? That's my guess. Digimon Cyber right. Sleuth. Really, what's your guess? I said Dragon you Quest. Said Dragon Quest. All right. I don't think it's right anymore, but I said it early, so I'm going to stay with it. The original. A young man about to participate in his village's coming-of-age ceremony, travels to a sacred stone alongside his childhood friend. And after a series of unexpected events, this intrepid adventurer learns that he is the reincarnation of a legendary hero of a forgotten age. The young hero sets forth into an unknown world on a journey to unravel the mystery of his past. Kind of got weird in the translation there for a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. I got what the first couple sentences were saying, then I'm like, where the (laughs) hell are we now? Yeah, it started throwing in she- and stuff yeah, like, they? Like, uh, yeah. like it turned uh, hero into a she they apparently <laughs> but yeah Willie you were correct it's Dragon Quest 11 Willie's grasp on the non-English language is way stronger than mine <laughs> I can barely speak English so alright here's one I, I, good fucking luck that's all I'm gonna say for this one is 
His uncle was testing the UP logo. His father was piloting a NASA rocket. And his What the hell are you talking about? His mother about? was busy lifting the front of the tube. <laughs> Meet blank. An intelligent blank with a big personality. With their red tongues, powerful wind, and psych- psychic powers, these dangerous creatures are ready to slay TV and movie heroes in this amazing game. Like it's Gex. Uh Hyperdimension Neptunia. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hyperdimension Neptunia and Gex are the guesses. Um, let's see. The original. His uncle modeled for a yuppie shirt logo. His dad blew up in a NASA rocket, and his busy mom raised him in front of the TV. Meet Gex, a wisecracking gecko with a major attitude. <laughs> Nate just left the room because he's mad that I know Gex's backstory, and he doesn't. Uh, I can't. I can't believe you got. I can't believe you got that. Like really, I. I am super impressed that you got that. <laughs> That's insane. I, I had to get up and leave the room because of that. <laughs> I told them. God damn, that's, that's impressive. What was it? Was it the was it the intelligent blank with a big personality with a red tongue? Or- no, I thought when it said raised in front of the tube that it meant Gex grew up watching cartoons and TV all day. And then when it said TV and movie starts, wow. I'm like, yeah, I think that's it. Because some of the levels were based on... You know, move teams. This is like a party at Mel Brooks' house. <laughs> Here we are, Pismo Beach. All the clams I can eat. <laughs> all right. <laughs> God, that game was horrible. <laughs> I I like the 3D gexes way more they, than I like the one that we played. It could be a lot better. I'd be willing to try, but the one we played for the show, woof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, 3DO, you could have been good. Um. All right. Here's the next one. Get into your favorite adventure vehicle and embark on a perilous journey through a strange land full of evil creatures and dangerous obstacles on an exciting mission to rescue the stranded blank and blank. He broke down. Full throttle. Oh. Okay. I like that. That's pretty good. Uh, hmm. That actually sounds really good. Oh, y'all are welcome um, to guess the same thing. I mean, like I said, points don't matter. I like them. No, I want to keep scores. So it doesn't um, matter to us, Dalton. It matters to him. <laughs> we'll say it's a really obtuse description of the space program. Okay. The original. Pounce inside your cozy armored mech and set off on a dangerous trek through an alien underworld full of irritable creatures and treacherous obstacles in a valiant effort to save your stranded captain and his crashed spaceship. Oh, that would be Gato Roboto. It gentlemen. would be Gato Roboto. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he broke down. It's not even. It's the last sentence. That's the whole sentence. Is he broke down? It's not even capitalized. It's just <laughs> he broke down. <laughs> I mean, the motorcycle broke down. I thought it was full throttle. <laughs> All right, you are here for a reason. A giant aerospace research facility on blank has encountered a deadly and powerful beast and only one man stands between their planet and ours. As the lone damn it team, <laughs> the damn it team, all you have to do is kill them all. Doom 2016. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if it was Doom 3 or 2016, but that attitude towards the end sounds a lot more like 2016. Um... 
I'll just say Doom 3 anyway, but I think Nate's got this point. No, but I will say Quake. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Quake. <laughs> You've come here for a reason. The Union Airspace Corporation's massive research facility on yeah. Mars is overwhelmed by fierce and powerful demons, and only one person stands between their world and ours. As the lone Doom Marine, you have been activated to do one thing. Kill them all. It kept kill them all, same. Nice. Kill, kill them all. Same. Yeah, James that would be Hefford. Doom Marine. Damn it. Doom Marine became damn it. <laughs> damn it. That's amazing. Yeah. If I could, yeah, Doom 2016. So that is correct, Nate. Oh, I, hope, I hope Damn It Squad is in the next <laughs> Smash game. Blank engineers develop an interactive experience that allows you to enjoy life in the comfort of the wilderness. Life in the comfort of the wilderness? <laughs> With huge worlds, unique battles, beautiful graphics, multiple game options, and strong characters, every minute is a battle for survival against external threats, aliens, Mega mutations and dangerous animals. I feel like there's a phrase there that's sending me. Down I know, the like I have two things in my head. Can you give that? A, can you get it yeah, uh, yeah. one more again? Blank engineers develop an interactive experience that allows you to enjoy life in the comfort of the wilderness, with huge worlds, unique battles, beautiful graphics, multiple gameplay options, and strong characters. Every minute is a battle for survival against external threats, aliens mega mutations and dangerous animals okay what was the name of that game that you and ryan had played ah uh, that was the space from like outer wilds is that the name oh uh yeah the uh, outer worlds outer worlds that's where i'm going okay uh i'm the name the phrase mega mutations really got me locked on hard and i think that might be a weird translation of super mutants so i'm gonna say fallout 3 which i'm guessing that is the other thing i was thinking but i was like it can't be fallout 3 because there's multiple worlds and there's only Alien yeah. seems weird. Yeah. The original. Vault Tech engineers have worked around the clock for an interactive reproduction of ways to land life for you to enjoy from the comfort of your own vault. Included is an expansive world, unique combat, and shockingly realistic visuals. Tons of player choice and an incredible cast of dynamic characters. Every minute is a fight for survival against the terrors of the outside world, radiation, super mutants, and hostile mutated creatures. I am anger. <laughs> Nate is becoming a super mutant before our right? eyes. <laughs> God, Nate smash. Where'd you get that <laughs> minigun? That's no minigun. <laughs> oh, hey. There ain't nothing mini about this nuke. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Blank and her adopted son, Blank, embarked on a long journey to become shoemakers. <laughs> vowing to... I think I know what it is. It's just really screwed up everything. Vowing to bring justice and peace to the country. But when a dark conspiracy threatens to spark war, his journey becomes a quest to save the country's princess and her honor. It's not Mario. I know what you're oh. thinking. It's not Mario. We haven't played that for the show. Yet. That last part really screwed me up, but I'm still going to go with my initial suspicion, which is that adopted son should be adopted mm-hmm. brother, and shoemaker mm-hmm. should be braced. That's what I was thinking, too. All right, so you're, so you're both thinking Trails in the Sky? Yeah. Yeah. The original. Estelle Bright and her adopted brother Joshua set out on a long program <laughs> yeah. to become bracers. How did bracer become shoemaker? 
<laughs> I guess it like a bracer is like a piece of armor and maybe like an accessory and somewhere maybe got along confused the way. for Forrest Gump's leg braces. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Maybe. But when a dark plot threatens to rekindle the sparks of war, their journey becomes an epic quest to protect queen, country, and honor. Like, I was wondering where the princess <laughs> came from, yeah. too, but that makes sense. You could, we could protect the princess's it, it honor. Really it's like people are trying to have sex with the princess. You're like, no. And you have to fight them off. <laughs> <laughs> like when Dot Matrix's virgin alarm goes off in space balls. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Let's see what's next. Okay. Immersed in a world of fairies. Humans are on the verge of extinction. Iron is more valuable than gold. There is still hope. This RPG features intricate character development, hundreds of unique items, creative choices, and predictable outcomes. Predictable outcomes. (laughs) (laughs) Fairies. RPG. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm going to go. With Hyper Dimension Neptunia. <laughs> okay. All right. It's got to be right eventually, right? What about you, Willie? What are you going to say? I know Quake. I'm actually going to edit and say Final Fantasy VII because I think that translation just got really confused. Wait, hold on. Run it by again. I want to see if there's any chance it's actually Final Fantasy VII now because I, I just want to hear that again. <laughs> Immersed in the world of fairies, humans are on the verge of extinction. Iron is more valuable than gold. There is still hope. This RPG features intricate character development, hundreds of unique items, creative choices, and predictable outcomes. Does have predictable outcomes. Hundreds of unique items makes me think this might actually be something that I've, I don't know if you've played that for the show though. Um, I'm just gonna stick with Quake because it's very funny to me. Okay. We got Quake. We got Hyperdimension Neptunia. I think it's just something I haven't thought of, and I'm not gonna come to. Original. Enter an apocalyptic fantasy world where humanity is on the brink of extinction. Don't tell me this is Borderlands, because I was so close to saying Borderlands. Damn it. Same. Iron is valued above gold, and trust is hard-earned. This ARPG features complex character development, hundreds of unique items. It's Grimdawn! Iron is the currency! with choices and consequences. It took... Predictable outcomes was quests with choice and consequence (laughs) became predictable outcomes. It's, It's... Grim Dawn. Oh, yep, Grim Dawn. Heck. Oh, the uh, the items thing was a hint, but that made me think of Borderlands. See, Grim I Dawn was, was right there better. in Borderlands yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is a good quiz, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I like this. This is the, this is one of the best segments we've towards had the yet. end, but we still got some few left. Uh, ride down the road for a minute. There is no cure in the world. Then a man in a suit appears. And says he has a contract for you and your group. But when you arrive... Full throttle! Full throttle! Full throttle! You'll have a ball on your head. And the law on your back. And a feeling in your gut that the road ahead will be tougher. I ain't putting my mouth on that. It's full throttle. (laughs) I love that. It sounded like it got a couple words wrong by like transliteration instead of translation errors. Like, go through that again. Ride down the road for a minute. For a minute. There is is no cure in the world. (laughs) I think that should have been there is no care in the world. I think there's a couple more. Then a man in a suit appears and says he has a contract for you and your group. But when you arrive, you'll have a ball on your head, (laughs) a law on your back, and a feeling in your gut that the road ahead will be tougher. I like the ball on my head. I thought I had... I thought I was going to come up with a phrase that ball on my head could mean, but I was going to say bail is not... Bounty. It was bounty. 
Yeah, I think it's. I think you're right now. I think you got it. So here's the original. One minute you're on the road riding, not a care in the world. Then some guy in a suit comes along, says he's got a deal for you and your gang. But when you come okay, to, yeah. you got a lump on your head, a the lump. law on your back, and a fe- and a, a feeling lump. in your gut that the road you're on is about to get a lot rougher. Full throttle. A lump, on, a ball on <laughs> yeah, your. Yeah, I know, dude. I know, like a lump and ball. Well, as long as you don't have a ball, a lump on your ball, then we should be okay. Okay, next. I love this this first sentence in this one. The tomb of the guardians is a poor example of an ancient tomb. Period. <laughs> build, build and manage your blank and open another businesses by finding. Sh- I was going to say Paganitsu. I feel pretty far off already. <laughs> open, uh. uh Manage your blank and open other businesses by finding shortcuts to reduce costs. Use all the resources available to you. After all, this game is about the spirit of blank. Do your best. Do your best to build a successful business. Oh, it's also a love story. See, I was a graveyard keeper for a minute here. Uh, it could still be graveyard I, keeper. I, I, I think I don't know where else to go with this, so I'm gonna stick with graveyard keeper on this. Okay. Okay, Willie, what was you? Oh, yeah, because it is a Final love story because he's trying to get back to his lady who's alive. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah it's Graveyard Yeah, Keeper. It's got to be. The original. Graveyard Keeper is the most inaccurate medieval cemetery <laughs> management sim of all time. Build and manage your own graveyard okay. and expand into other ventures while finding shortcuts to cut costs. Use all of the resources that you can find. After all, this is a game about the spirit of capitalism. Doing whatever it takes to build a thriving <laughs> business. Oh, and it's also a love story. <laughs> that part didn't change. I love it, it did not. All right. You've almost brought it back, by the way. My score keeping is six to five. All right. You are a protector and a warrior with a powerful weapon. Wander through the abandoned military bases, ancient castles, lava-filled tombs, and gothic cathedrals in dark... It's actually quick this time. treasure among fallen bandits, shape-shifting heroes, and twisted creatures. Only by collecting runes it's- can you destroy the ancient evil that threatens all of humanity. Yes. Fair. You are a ranger. The warrior armed with a powerful arsenal of weapons. Fight corrupted knights, deformed ogres, and an army of twisted creatures across the four dark dimensions of the infested military bases, ancient medieval castles, lava-filled dungeons, and gothic cathedrals in search of the four magic runes. Only after you have collected the runes will you hold the power to defeat ancient evil that threatens all of humanity in Quake. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I giggled earlier when you kept guessing Quake. I was like... It's going to be right eventually. It'll be right eventually. The next one's hyperdimension Neptunia, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nope this next one i love it so much okay block load and face the angry <laughs> get ready for racist madness <laughs> play as one one of four lucky mercenaries and kill everything that stands in your way exhilarating gameplay fast-paced combat tons of weapons gameplay elements and four-player co-op blank challenges all modern gun factions blank puts you in the role of an agent in the criminal underworld in the ruins with pandas to find a secret it's home lands, right? of but powerful <laughs> alien technology it is the ruins of pandas the ruins of pandas oh, oh my so god good. Please don't stop. Please don't stop. Don't edge me, Dalton. <laughs> the, the only other thing in it is to find the secret home of a powerful alien technology called the blank. 
The ruins of pandas! <laughs> the racist! So nice. Dude, get <laughs> like, ready for racist madness. What was racist supposed to be? So the original is lock, load, and face the madness. Get ready for mind blowing insanity. Somehow that became racist madness. <laughs> Play as one of four trigger happy mercenaries and take out everything that stands in your way with its addictive action frantic first person shooter combat massive arsenal of weaponry rpg elements and four-player co-op borderlands is a breakthrough experience that challenges all the conventions of a modern shooter face the angry yeah it, uh it's uh borderlands places you in the role of a mercenary on the lawless and desolate planet of pandora <laughs> hell-bent on finding a legendary stockpile of powerful alien technology known as the vault Turn and face the angry racist <laughs> madness. <laughs> the angry, get ready for racist madness. And there's an exclamation point. <laughs> here. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> oh, jeepers. All right. Game of the year awarded across more than 50 genres. <laughs> wow. Damn. That's an impressive resume. Blank. Combines gaming and competition with award-winning technology to create the world of music players can imagine. There is an excellent multiplayer mode that lets you play with friends and foes from all over the world. That's it. Uh, I don't. Can I hear that again? I, I didn't. I didn't get anything helpful out of that. Okay. I, I I redacted a word that I didn't re- redact in the thing, but I'll I'll give it to you. I'll, you can okay. keep it redacted. You can okay. keep it redacted. I think we can game of the year. Awarded across more than 50 genres. Blank combines gaming and competition with award-winning technology to create a war- the world of music players can imagine. There is an excellent multiplayer mode that lets you play with friends and foes from all over the world. What game has multiplayer? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna accept that multiplayer is not an actual part of this. You know? No. But I think I've I've got something here. I think thirty genre game thirty genres games of the year should probably be thirty publications games of the year. So it's gotta be something that's really well regarded. Yeah, I mean that would make I, sense. I can give you the redacted word if you would like. I don't remember where it sat in the sentence, so you might have to read it one more time. No, that's even better. You don't remember where it sat in the sentence if you know okay. the word, but you're like, huh. Or I you know, whatever. Okay. The redacted What's word. What's the word? Just say Wait, the word. What do you think? Valve. Valve? Valve. Is it Half-Life? Is it? Portal 2? No, it Portal Portal 2. Portal 2. Oh. Portal 2. Okay. Multiplayer. Oh, and music. Music because it, yeah. Uh, I think, let's hear it one more time. Okay. I'll, I'll use it with the, with the word in there. Game of the Year awarded across more yeah, than yeah, 50 yeah. genres. Valve combines gaming and competition with award-winning technology to create the world of music players can enjoy. There is an excellent multiplayer mode that lets you play with friends and foes from all over the world. Friends and foes, though, is there a counterplayer mode in Portal? Lock in Half Life. I'll lock it. I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna stick with Half Life. Yeah. So we got Portal Two. We got Half Life. All right. (laughs) Named Game of the Year by over fifty publications. Valve's debut title blends action and adventure with award-winning technology to create a frighteningly realistic world where players must think to survive. Also including an exciting multiplayer mode that allows you to play against friends and enemies around the world. It's Half-Life. Good job. Portal seemed close enough, though. Until he said debut, I wasn't sure. We got two more part of the official quiz. There's a third one. The third one we haven't played. The third one is my host pick. 
Ooh, I like this. Okay. So, okay. but we got we got two two more. We should make that one worth extra points. <laughs> Ours were sixty nine so, points. Let's go. Blank is a young gangster loan shark, but when Polly died and the family business collapsed, Syrup felt guilty. <laughs> Meanwhile, Blank was exiled from Blank for breaking the law. Mamo came from the club and went home and batted. <laughs> Baited? <laughs> I, I, uh, this is this this isn't a game. What? This is the plot of The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it's taking huge swings and misses at character names here. Polly, uh, Polly, yeah, you're right. It's Polly Walnuts, The Sopranos. <laughs> you tried to trick us. I, can you read that again? Yeah. I did really you play a Grand Theft Auto game at so some good. point? Did we? Mm-hmm. Blank is <laughs> what was that Yoda noise? <laughs> Blank is a young gangster loan shark, but when Polly died and the family business collapsed, Syrup felt guilty. <laughs> Meanwhile, Blank was exiled from Blank for breaking the law. Yakuza Zero came from the club and went home and batted. Yakuza Zero. It's what? Oh no! Syrup is Kiryu. Hold on, one more, one more time. Syrup is Kiryu. Can we, can we yep. hear it again? I want to see yep. if that fits. Oh my goodness. Blank no is a way. young gangster loan shark, but when Polly died and the family business collapsed, Syrup felt guilty. Meanwhile, Blank What's, was exiled from Blank mean, for breaking the law. Mom, he was exiled from the Mamo came though. from the club and went home and batted. Mamo came home from Mamo the club. Mamo is our boy with the eye patch and he batted. No way! He's Majima. Mama oh, was Majima. No. You think Mama this was all oh my God, lines this up too well to not be right. If I'm wrong, I will leave the room again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I think you're good. I just I don't think I would have got there in a hundred thousand years. I go ahead. I, I don't have a guess. My only explanation for syrup felt guilty is that Kiryu sounds a lot like Cairo syrup. Because it's Kazuma Kiryu Kiro? is a junior Yakuza who collects debts. But when a debtor turns up dead, the family business is threatened, and Kiryu finds himself on the wrong end of a bad deal. Meanwhile, Goro Majima has been exiled to Osaka for disobeying orders. Now working as the manager of Club Grand, he yearns to return home and get his ch- gets his chance when a hit is put on the table. I don't know where bad so, it came from, but it helped. A hit. I think it's a uh, hit. Like, you got a hit. A hit. A bat. Oh. Okay. He does have that slugger stance, too. Satan has infiltrated the blank, and only you have the power to stop it. Now your weapon creation is an epic battle to destroy evil enemies in unimaginable places. Security was lost, and people were arrested. Are you taking back blank? Satan. Sunday. Are you taking back Sunday? <laughs> Let's see. Um, the obvious is too obvious. Here. Face the angry. Just come out here and say it. let's see so can we get that read one more time my dude yeah yeah i'll read it one more time and then if you want i'll read it again without the redactions um satan has infiltrated the blank and only you have the power to stop it now your weapon creation is an epic battle to destroy evil enemies in unimaginable places security was lost and people were arrested are you taking back blank Satan is the Joker. This is Arkham Asylum. Okay. Oh, that's good. Um, I actually want to say I really don't think it's Doom Three. 
I think that Arsenal creations thing makes absolutely no sense. Um, have you played a Diablo game for the show before? Question. That's a good question that you're nope. not going to answer. <laughs> That's why I get for not listening to every single episode I'm not on yet. Um, hold, hold on. Hold on. Wait. Nah, I'll give you that. No, we have not played a Diablo game. Much to my chagrin. Okay. I really like Diablo. We did play Grim Dawn. That was, that was a yeah. little Diablo. Well, we already had Grim Dawn as one of the answers on this um, quiz. I know. I know. And it would have been more abstract, even if it was just describing the plot, because Grim Dawn's plot's more abstract than Diablo's. Now, I can, I can give it to you again without the redaction. At least I can give it to you with one without one redaction. One will absolutely give it away. Yeah, but if the other word turns out to just be like Mars or something, that kind of gives the whole plot away. Um, I'll just call it Doom 3, but I'm not happy with it. Okay, so we got Doom 3, and Nate, what was your guess? Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. A corruptive presence has invaded the Federal Bureau of Control. Only you have the power to stop it. The world is now your weapon in an epic fight to annihilate an ominous enemy through deep and unpredictable environments. Containment has failed. Humanity is at stake. Will you regain control? Nice. Now, here, here, the, the original translated one, I redacted some stuff. Here's what it said. And I think this would have given it, it been easier on you guys. Satan has infiltrated the FBI. <laughs> and only you have the power to stop it. Now with your weapon creation is an epic battle to destroy evil enemies in unimaginable places. Security was lost and people were arrested. Are you taking back control? See, like, I would have had to have blanked that regardless. Yeah. But, like, Satan infiltrated the FBI. Yeah. I was like, that might be a giveaway, but... I'm not sure if I would have got it from there or not. Yeah, I would have got it closer. Funny. But wow, that was a great that was great. Satan equals All corruption. Right. So I guess this is the uh big yep, announcement, huh? Yep. Well, I think our score ends up being nine to eight or something like I that. I don't even so know I don't even know everything. what this game is because Dalton didn't put in the show notes, just says current game Neon Abyss, next game Dalton's choice. He didn't even let me cheat. Yeah, I I kayfabe this one. <laughs> I didn't look at the notes because I'm a bad <laughs> podcaster. Patch skin blank is a real fight. The player appears in third person on the screen until the camera is moved. <laughs> the game takes place in blank, which is unlocked from the beginning of the game and players can go anywhere in his country. Players are free to move around the game and use weapons and movements and destroy their enemies. Blank can fly around the city on his helmet. If you attach a rope to a part that displays information on the screen. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you attach a rope to a part of the machine, you can dive and fly. For example, in patch skin, the player can use a screen, which is a screen that that displays information on the screen. (laughs) B dash preparation. Click and copy. The technology is also used for legitimate purposes, such as identifying firearms. Players can find tips and tricks in the special games, such as puzzles and tricks. There you go. Okay, I've got a few places my brain is going. Should we just alternate guesses and then have them try to redo it or something? Like, because... Yeah, I think my guess would have been a series-based guess. We can narrow it down from there. Assassin's Creed. Okay. I was going to say just okay. cause. Neither. How'd we do? Damn! Okay, so, do you guys want to try to guess game, or was that your guesses and you just want me to read it now? We're not going to guess. I'm not going to guess it completely. Okay. 
Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay. Neither. I'll give you each one more guess. Let's see what you got. Three guesses each. Can we hear yeah. it again? My brain is like on Ubisoft really, mode for some reason here. I, yeah, I feel that. Patch skin. Patch blank skin. Is a real fight. Patch skin feels like it, it sounds like a slur. Something. I mean, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> oh, patch skin. <laughs> a smooth skin. It sounds like something that. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like something <laughs> ghouls and smooth skins call someone that's in between <laughs> Fallout <both> Four. <laughs> Uh, the players <laughs> appear in third person on the screen until the camera is moved. The game takes place in the blank, which is unlocked from the beginning of the game, and the player can go anywhere in his country. Players are free to move around the game and use weapons and movements to find and destroy their enemies. Blank can fly around the city on his helmet. If you attach a rope to a part of the machine, you can dive and fly. For example, in Patch Skin, the player can use a quote-unquote screen which is a screen that displays information on the screen. <laughs> I can't get through that without laughing. Jesus Christ. B dash preparation colon click and copy. The technology is also used for legitimate purposes, such as identifying firearms. Players can find tips and tricks in the special games, such as puzzles and tricks. So you have the ability basically to attach ropes and get all around your city that's free moving. Is this Spider-Man? I was going to guess Cyberpunk, whatever number, 2077 or whatever the fuck that number is. Okay. So we got Spider-Man and we got Cyberpunk. Those are the final guesses. You locking those in? Locked in. Let's go. Ah, boys, boys, boys. Batman Arkham City is an open world action game that incorporates tactics from stealth games. It is presented from the third person perspective, showing the playable character on the screen and allowing the camera to be freely rotated around it. The game is said, Nate is doing a dance and I knew he would. The game is set within Arkham City, which is open to the player from the beginning of the game, allowing them to travel freely anywhere from within its boundaries. The players can move silently through the game, Allow uh, using a combination of gadgets and stealth moves to sneak up on enemies and incapacitate them. How this got turned into helmet? Batman can use his cape to glide around the city, diving <laughs> downwards and swooping upwards to extend his flight, and he can use his grapnel gun's retracting rope to attach it to out-of-reach ledges. As Batman, the player is able to use detective vision, a visual mode that highlights elements of interesting on-screen uh, interests interests on screen, such as character status, collectibles, and clues. The mode is also used to perform forensic activities, such as tracking down the source of a sniper rifle. The player has access to an in-game criminal database, which includes forensic puzzles, as well as a network for hacking communication frequencies. I want to point something out. The reason I didn't think it could possibly be this game. One reason, because it actually did cross my mind for a second, but Dalton told me there was a good chance I was going to hate his next host pick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I said that when my next host pick was Tomb Raider 2. Okay. So you hear me say Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, because I, I really did. Um, I was going to pick Tomb Raider 2, which is a game that I hold in my heart. It was one of my first games on PlayStation back in the day. I, I don't know how well it holds up, though. Right. You know, so I was like, y'all might hate it. Because uh, it's tank controls pl- like 3D platformer, but still fun. Yeah. You know? Um. Well, tank controls ish. Anyway. Um. But you beating Arkham Asylum, and you were like, "Man, I'm gonna dive right into Arkham City." Made me load up Arkham City, and I started playing it. And I was like, "Fuck!" Now I really want to play this game. <laughs> <clears throat> so I've been talking about this behind the scenes with Jeremy, and Jeremy's like, "Oh, I've never played that. I've been meaning to look for a reason to play it too." So I think he is going to join nice. us to talk about Arkham City as well. 
Okay. Um, cool. So yeah, I knew I knew that would make Nate's day. He's, I see he was doing a little happy dance. Y'all couldn't see it on camera, but uh, yeah, I switched it. Uh, Batman Arkham City. I just feel like beating some people up. Spider Man was a good shout though. Spider Man was a good shout. Yeah, I that was close. very close. I got as close as I could, man. I feel like I got a lot of the clues. Yeah, I think you'll all. be fine to play City without playing Asylum. I think you might have trouble going back to Asylum after beating City, though, Willie. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Fair enough. I mean, one of these days we're gonna have to step back from Yakuza Kiwami yeah, to Yakuza for Three, sure. right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely like go on Wiki, read a synopsis of Asylum, because Asylum is really not that long of a game no. unless you're doing other stuff. So like, just read what happens. That way, you're kind of familiar with what's going on in the very beginning of City. But other than that, it kind of explains it too. So. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's completely fine. I, I do feel like that's one a series I've been meaning to get into. And even if I play City first, I can. I, I don't no. feel like it'll be much trouble to go back to a game. It's kind of like what I was saying at the beginning of this episode, though. It just feels like Asylum with better, more fluid controls in new gadgets. Good. Yeah, for sure. And I like the fact that you can't do it through the main game until you beat it. But I think it's afterwards when you're roaming around, or if you do challenge mode stuff. You can like try on the different outfits, so like you can be like Batman Beyond. That's so cool, and things like that. It's cool. Oh, um, I I will say, what's Batman Beyond's game? Terry Terry Guinness Terry McGinnis. I don't uh, remember. I, I don't remember, brother. I think it was Terry, right? I I do want to point out Terry Balea. Uh, Terry Balea. <laughs> Spider Man. You can change your costumes whenever. Like as like once you get to a certain point in the story, and Peter like fixes his costume. Yeah. After it gets rid of Peter. Peter. <laughs> Throw it back to the people who were in chat earlier. Um, the, uh, God damn it. <laughs> you can just switch between costumes at any time. Like, and I really liked that. Um, and there's like a plethora of costumes. Plus, there's like a shitload of costumes I haven't unlocked yet. So nice. like the ones that I have on Spider-Man are just the little DLC costumes that you can get, um, which I think are free on the PC version. But anyways, yeah, man. So... We'll be back in two weeks with uh, Arkham Arkham City. So I guess that just leaves some housekeeping, right, gentlemen? Let's do I it. I believe so. All right. Yep, if you me. would do us a wonderful favor, if you could just go on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to the show, and leave us a five-star review, um, that would mean a shit ton to us. We uh, recently hit 10, uh, 10 reviews on iTunes. Uh, 10, 10 five-star yeah. reviews. Thank you so, so much. So uh, I believe that we had said we were going to give away some Steam keys Absolutely. if we did that. So we'll we'll figure that out. We'll yep. hash that out. More yeah, come to the Discord. To the Discord. It'll be Discord. on there for sure. Yeah, we'll try to discuss it next episode too if it hasn't already taken <laughs> Which, place. Uh, you can join the Discord at bit.ly/tsmpdiscord, all capital letters. Come in, join us, chat. The community is growing, and everyone's super chill, and I love it. Um, Actually, you know what? Quickly, yeah. One of the keys will be for Spider-Man. Oh, well there. Well, there you go. Oh, there you go, dude. So, if you want to come in, we'll figure out how we're gonna how we're gonna do that uh, as far as you know giving them away. But we will. And there you go. He said one of the keys will be for Spider Man. So, one of the keys will be for Spider Man. Fucking bada boom. Um. So yeah, bit.ly/tsmpdiscord, all capital letters. Um. If you would like to support the show, it's Patreon.com/slash The Steam Machine Podcast. Um. And you can check us out on Facebook too. Is like Facebook. Uh, facebook.com slash group slash the steam machine steam machine podcast i believe and on twitter is uh, uh at steam underscore podcast i do try to be active on twitter i am awful about checking the facebook <laughs> like my facebook these days is wrestling clips cute animal videos and like music like that's it like so 
it's 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 a cesspool over there. So I try to stay away. It's not that Twitter's not. I just don't see that side of Twitter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just I just don't go to that side of Twitter. But uh, yeah, Steam underscore podcast on Twitter. Come check us out. Uh, if you want a easy links to all of this stuff that I've mentioned is a uh, bit.ly slash the Steam Machine Podcast capitalized phonetically. Um, you can find links on there too to our merch site tsmp tsmpproductions.threadless.com get you a nice shirt um, there's a link to my band camp if you like the show's music I make music uh, uh shout out to Yazpod you know the BS podcast that I do with my buddy Jeremy who you will be hearing with us on the Arkham City episode and also shout out to the JRPG report my weekly JRPG news show which recently apparently one of the episodes has just decided to fucking take off way higher than I ever expected it to first for no reason just a <laughs> random episode that me and james did together but yeah anyway uh nate please sir plug you plug your stuff my good man. yeah i've been garbage at doing anything online other than recording this podcast but you can kind of find me on twitch twitter and tiktok uh mostly on twitter these days at turtle bear man um but i don't know i haven't really been feeling streaming very much lately to be perfectly honest Putting more effort into this podcast has felt better. Um, I'd like to put more effort into this podcast TikTok as well. So go to the Steam Machine TikTok and join that, please. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. We got a, we got followed today by Tad Tadpog Streams. Nice. And I was like, I was like, hey, I know them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, uh, yeah, check us out over on TikTok. Uh, I know that we had one that we were going to put up that was down well. Was it down? Was it Downwell? Yeah, Gato Roboto. One of its. We have Downwell ready. So. We have one for Downwell ready that I'll throw up there soon. Okay, and uh, I mean, I have to say this episode was funny to me at least. So there might be some good clips for for uh, for Neon Abyss. I hope we'll so. see. I, got, I enjoyed this episode a lot, so hopefully we can get some good clips from it, and I'll go record some stupid crap in the game. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, with the uh, the weird algorithm, I think we should try to find like the cat gun right. or the fish gun, so it doesn't look like a gun. <laughs> Because speaking of weird al- algorithm, I've heard someone went to his concert <laughs> recently. Like this. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, dude, I bet that weird al concert was awesome. Oh, hell yeah! I'm just saying. That was yeah. such a dude. No, that was funny. Weird y'all. algorithm. Like I got you. <laughs> um. Oh. Oh. Real quick. Um. Update on the fantasy league before we get out of here. I completely spaced that. Uh, yeah. I had some games come out. Uh. I don't know if I've already covered this. Uh. Digimon Survive. Scored me a 78. So I got eight points for that. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 scored me a 89. So, so I got 19 points Dang. for that. Um, All right. And let's see. Has anything else come out recently? Let me scroll through real quick. Let me see. No, 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 no. Cult of the Lamb scored Phil an 85. Wow. And uh, okay. live a live or live alive, live alive. However you say that, scored him an eighty-one. So not bad. Uh, and then Weird West scored him a seventy-five. Um, other than that, I don't see a lot of other things that have come out yet. Um, I will say that Jeremy on his list has AEW Fight Forever, and they released some gameplay of that game, and that game looks like hot doo doo, <laughs> like like real bad. Uh, in in the game trailer that they showed in the showcase, the chick. Hits the dude in the head with a steel chair, and his head clips through the middle of the steel chair, and the, stair, the chair just stays on his head. <laughs> and I was uh, like, "That's pretty All right, I hope this is this is probably not coming out this year." Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I have no qualms. Let's, let's not even get into that. Let's end the episode. Uh, f- 
for this week's episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. The next episode will be on Arkham City. I just don't feel like ranting about wrestling here at the end of the show. Um, we, <laughs> we almost made it out. We yeah, can we, get out of here. Uh, we love you all. We'll catch you for Batman Arkham City in two weeks. Uh, for the Destructo Bros, my name is Dalton. And as always, guys, face the angry. Get ready for racist men. <laughs> and here at the end, we'd like to give a special shout out to our wonderful patrons with an extra special shout out to Nate Sircocker at the 7th of Juniper, Jeff the Original Expendable, Mr. Syllables himself, old Jeffy Lou, Arisa Adam, shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction, James the Steam Machine Hall monitor himself, James Hall, and Team Retro, check him out on YouTube. We appreciate each and every single one of you. You rock. Thank <laughs> you.